How's it going, everybody? Welcome to Pillow Talk with Paul Gano. My guest today is musician and comedian Bones Poli. Hi. How's it going? It's going good. It's going good. So, I'm not sure if you get this question a lot. And I just want to start off because, like, I've, like, genuinely been thinking about it. Bones, the name. Stage name, real name, nickname that you got, like, somewhere, you know, through music or comedy or when you were younger, possibly. It's all of the above. Um, <laughs> I, so it's not my real name in the sense that, like, no, my parents didn't name me that. But it's okay. my real name in the sense that that's what everyone's been calling me for at least 15 years. I mm. consider my old name my dead name, or jokingly, my slave name. The only people who use my slave name are the cops and my parents, and I'm not a fan of either yeah, of those yeah. groups of people. So. Yeah, so it's always weird when you know when someone's saying it, it's like, fuck, I'm in trouble. Exactly. Like, ah. Yeah. People are always like, oh, what's your real name? I'm like, first of all, like you wouldn't ask a trans person their dead name. It's the same thing. Like, it's the same thing. And I am non-binary. And when I embraced Bones... As a nickname initially, I hadn't realized yet that I was gender fluid. And now that I identify as gender fluid, it makes sense to me that I have a non-gendered name. Like, Bones can be anything. Because mm -hmm. I was like, I mean, it's possible that her... Uh, yeah, it's possible my parents were as weird you know, as me. Just but... <laughs> maybe, you know, both anthropologists, right. you know, or into the show. Yeah, you yeah. Know, or I guess that wouldn't be I as was, old I as... I was before the show. Yeah, how old are you? David Boreanaz was still on Buffy okay. when I was a kid. Okay. <laughs> so, and I've never seen the show Bones. Everybody always is like, no. oh, Bones like the show. And I'm like, I guess. It's, it's, it's one of those shows... Like, I don't believe in guilty pleasures. Like, I'm not ashamed that I like Bones. Like, I love Bones. Okay. But I would never say, by any means, it's a great show. Right. I know what it is. It's corny, yeah. and it's delivering you, like, these same things. And, like, I always appreciate, like, the intros are always of just, like, random actors that were just put in for the intro that do, like, the scream. Okay. It's, like, this, like, cheesy scream. And I just... That's fine. You know, sometimes it's just, like... The cheese is nice, you right. know. It's nice to not be so serious, but uh, yeah, yeah. I, I feel mean, that I didn't realize it was a cheesy show. I mean, I did, but I thought that they were trying to be serious. But again, I've never seen it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think maybe it started off like that, like maybe. But then, I mean, after a couple seasons, it just they knew what they were and they knew their place, and they I think played into that a lot. They did respect. like appearances on like. Family Guy and American oh, Dad, okay. where they were kind of like poking oh, fun, fun at themselves and stuff yeah, like yeah, that, yeah. you know. So respect for yeah. sure. Respect to anyone who like doesn't take themselves too seriously. So, did you name like? So the name was born. It? it was born from an inside joke, and okay. it started with. Um. So in short, I've had a million shitty minimum wage jobs, and I never take any of them seriously. Yeah, it's just I mean. Like, you just go there and fuck around until you get fired, basically. So I was working at a call center with a, an old friend of mine, and this is years ago, and uh, right off the hop, like day one in training, they hand us all a name tag and we're supposed to write our name on it. And instead of writing my name, I drew this gnarly fish skeleton, mm -hmm. and I was just writing that as a name tag. <laughs> it was funny. And then some normie guy, like some like bro dude that worked there was like, oh, what's that supposed to mean? What's your name supposed to be? Bones? And I was like, yeah, actually it is. And I just answered deadpan like that. And then my friend who I worked with continued to call me Bones the whole time we worked there. And we just thought it was hilarious. And then it kind of spread to that, our group of friends where they all started calling me that. And then MySpace became a thing. 
And when I signed up for MySpace, I didn't want to put my quote-unquote real name. So I was just like, I'm going to put Bones. And then it just, like, snowballed into, like, I just became Bones. And it got to a point where I was like, yeah, this feels more like my name now than my old name. So I'm just going to keep going with this. Yeah. And that's, that's actually... A pretty awesome story, too, of how it came to be. <laughs> Thank you. I've been thinking about, <clears throat> just because I hate my my last name, like I was raised in foster homes and stuff like that, and I just, I don't really have anything positive attached to my last name. Yeah. So I'm always like, like now that I'm doing this stuff, it's like, I don't want to bring like shine to this last name. Right. Like maybe, and, so, and then <laughs> over COVID, I got into crypto. Okay. And like I was kind of coming up with a name and someone had my name on there, like Paul Gano. And I was oh, no. just, just out of nowhere, I, oh, well, I, you know, I just kind of took off the, the A and the U and it was Paul Gunn. And I was like, oh. That sounds punk as fuck. Like, that's kind of cool. I had a really good and, ring to it. Yeah. Yeah. I say go with it. Yeah. And it's close enough to your current name that if you change it now, it's not like. People won't like know who you are. Like it's like it's a you know what I mean. It's a seamless enough transition. Mm-hmm. I say go for it. Yeah, That's I've, I've been powerful. I've been debating. I I also originally and I'm not I'm definitely not gonna go with this name. But originally I was like oh Verizer. I'm gonna change my last name to Verizer. Paul it Paul Verizer. Too much like Verizon. Oh yeah. yeah. I I'm not gonna go with that anyway. I, if what I was gonna Verizer? do anything, that, it would be, does that mean something? Or just, just Paul Verizer. Oh Paul Verizer. Like when you say it together. How it just did I not funny, pick you know? up on that? Yeah. So my, I used to DJ on this like uh, FM station, but it was out in the boonies, and my DJ name was Pulverizer. Oh, dude. How did I not pick up dude. when you said Verizon? Why That's did sick. I not instantly realize that? My one of my email addresses is, is still Pulverizer at Gmail, and I, I my most <clears throat> recent album that I put out uh, with Pisser, like there is a song on the album called The Pulverizer. Uh, yeah, so that's the Pulverizer is definitely a, but I spell it. I decided my own spelling for it is the more heavy metal way to spell it. So it's instead of E-R, it's O-R, like pulverizer. Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I dig it. <laughs> so is that, is that uh, like that? You moved from Kingston? I right? grew up in Pembroke, which is kind of near Kingston. Yeah, okay. it's like it's like three hours from Kingston, but closer to Kingston than here. All right. Um, All right. Still a bit off, though. Yeah. Yeah. Pembroke. Yeah, there's no reason to know where that is. It's a <laughs> shitty town. I feel like I've heard of it before. I've definitely never there's been there. There's several though. places named Pembroke. Okay. And I, I imagine they're all lovely. But Pembroke is the worst place in the world. Um, yeah. You were born there? I was born there, raised there, uh, dropped out of high school at the age of 15, and also moved out of my parents' house then and fucked off and never looked back. It's a smaller, kind of smaller town? So it's a small town, and then it's surrounded by even smaller towns. It's like the big town in that area, but okay. it's still really small. And then, okay. um, like, small enough that we had... like It was big enough that we had two high schools, and all the other farm communities bust in to come to our... So there's, like, the public one, the Catholic one. But then that was, like, comprised of maybe 15 or 16 different small farming communities that all went to those, like, Wait, those high school schools. What school did you go to? So... <laughs> I was raised, my elementary school was in the public school system, and then I got horrendously picked on and tormented all throughout elementary school. I was always just like the weird kid, um, which, you know, when you're a little kid and you're weird, people pick on you, but then when you're an adult and you're weird, people look up to you, so I'm glad that I didn't, uh, yes, <laughs> that odd, I didn't right? change, but, but because I got so picked on in elementary school, my parents thought they would do me a favor 
and moved me over to the Catholic system so that I could have a fresh start for high school. So I was going to go to this new school, not know anybody, and not get picked on. And the way I decided that I was going to not get picked on is I showed up on the first day of school wearing electric, shiny, fucking pleather, like purple pleather pants and black lipstick. And like my parents wouldn't let me get piercings, so I had fake rings that I put like all the fuck over myself. <laughs> I was like, yeah, this is how I'm going to like make friends at the new... No, it didn't work, by the way. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Um, and you're supposed... You're at, like in in high school, I imagine, you're supposed to wear like uniforms in Catholic school? No, not that one. But they okay. were very strict about stuff. Like girls couldn't wear tank tops. And like I used to get in shit for all my punk and metal shirts because they would have stuff that was deemed not, yeah, like, not yeah. appropriate for school. <laughs> I remember one day I was wearing a shirt that just had an anti-swastika symbol on it. Like, mm-hmm. You know, it's just like the crossed out. So I got, and the principal told me I couldn't wear that mm-hmm. in my high school. And I got into one of many confrontations with him, but I'm just like, the only reason you could possibly be opposed to an anti-swastika is if you are a Nazi. Like, it's a little seriously. Odd. Yeah, it's a little, like, I'd, I'm, yeah. <laughs> Where are you coming? What angle are you trying to come at this from, man? Yeah. It doesn't really look good. Right? <laughs> So, so, um, so you moved from Pembroke to where? And then at that point, I just kind of spent the remainder of my youth hitchhiking around the continent. You hitchhiked? Yeah, ever This is amazing. I've never, I remember when I was, uh, when I moved from Ontario to BC, I drove there with like a U-Haul of a bunch of stuff with like, um, my uncle and... Like, we picked up a hitchhiker a couple times. The same yes. guy, like, along the way. He was oh, going, I think, to Alberta. And so, like, we were just going basically province to province, seeing this guy randomly and just driving with him for the day. And I just thought it was so cool, but I've never actually... I've never done it. And I've never had any experiences outside of hitchhiking. Any bad stories? Um, There was, like, some sketchy occurrences, but nothing, like, as horrifying as everybody... What about really good stories? So many good ones. Yeah? So many good ones. Yeah? I just... I, I really wish I had been journaling that entire time because so much of my life is such a blur. Like, mm. I used to drink a lot and do a lot of drugs, which I don't really anymore, but I also um, have had, like, multiple concussions and stuff. So, so much of my life is just so blurry, and I wish... I really wish I had more because I know there's so many good ones, but there's a lot of, like, nice old ladies that would pick me up, especially if I was hijacking alone. And they're like, you shouldn't do this. It's dangerous. And I'm like, okay, thank you. But then they'd give me a ride mm. and they would just be so sweet about it. But, um, like just really interesting people because you, the, the kind of people, the kind of people who pick up hitchhikers are good, like good people generally. Right. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and a lot of them have just interesting stories. And especially when you're on a long drive, if you're on a long drive by yourself, you're grateful for the company. Mm-hmm. And also I'm a stranger who they're never going to see again. So a lot of people would confide in me and tell me all this, like, crazy shit about their lives that they probably wouldn't tell most people because I don't what do I what do I matter right um so I got like I got crazy stories from people just like people telling me about you know whatever like their partners cheating on them or just like or them doing like what like nefarious things or just I don't know like um or like but the other thing I did start to find because I used to think it was easier to hitchhike alone as a woman, I was more likely to get picked up. Men are less likely to get picked up because people are worried that they're 
gonna be a predator of some kind. Okay, yeah. Whereas yeah. if it's I just me, that. especially when I was younger, I'm just this cute little teenage girl. Yeah, like, it's I'm more just this like poor you little, should be worried about. Right. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. yeah, everybody was picking me up. Like, are you okay? Yeah. Um. So then, if I was checking with any of my guy friends, and especially because we were punk, a lot of them looked like. You know, to the average person, maybe intimidating. Yeah. So I'd be like, you hide in the bushes. I'm going to stand on the road, <laughs> put my thumb out, and then when they pull over, you come running out and we'll just I jump in the it. car. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> <laughs> so we did. I did that for years. And then That's one awesome. time, I was... Uh, one of the good ways to get rides when you're hitchhiking is you go find a truck stop. Because truckers often are happy to have the company. They're always take, you know, making these long drives. And, and you know, you're going to get a long ride with them. Because also a lot of times people who pick you up, they're just going to like the next exit or whatever. And every little bit helps. But if, you know, if you're going across the country and you do it and from this exit to that and then from this exit to that and from this exit and you have to wait in between, it's like, mm. but if someone picks you up and they're like, yeah, I'm driving all the way from Ontario to Alberta, you're just like, fucking A, let's go. So truckers are the best for that. Um... So we were at a truck stop, and I told my sketchy friend, not sketchy, but sketchy looking friend, to go wait over there, and I'm like, I'm going to go talk to the truckers and get us a ride. And then I was talking to this one guy, and said, hey, where are you going? Hey, oh, we're going that way too, do you want to bring us? And he said, I would bring you, but I do not pick up women who are traveling alone, because I don't want to get accused of assaulting you. And he's like, I'm not going to assault you, but you could accuse me of it. And he, so then I said, Oh no, I've got a, I've got a buddy with me. He's a dude. He's like, Oh well, in that case, come on in. Oh wow, <laughs> so, that's awesome. So that's depends, awesome. Depends on the person whether. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> and then that guy ended up being super crazy. I remember him just telling us all these absolutely nuts stories, and I wish I could remember what they were, but I just remember him having this very storied life. And but one of his stories was that one of his friends had been falsely accused, apparently of sexual assault mm. and so that's why he was like if that happened to everybody it could happen to me so I don't want to like um yeah <laughs> but I think I think like the one of the craziest times was um I was living in Halliburton for a while which is like cottage country but it's like a hippie like art community uh, I lived there for a year and went to the art college there and my friend Ali had never hitchhiked and I used to hitchhike from Halliburton back up to Pembroke or just all, all over I was going back to Pembroke to see a buddy of mine before he moved to BC. I'm like, hey, come with me for the trip. We'll go. It's going to be a good party. You never hitchhiked. I'm like, we're two young, cute girls. It's a three-hour drive. We'll get picked up within an hour. We'll be there within four hours. It'll be easy peasy. Twelve hours later, we're still walking. Mm. And we're walking. And now, and we had gotten a few short rides, but now we're in the middle of nowhere. <clears throat> walking down this country road. It's pitch black. You know, there's no lights. There's nothing. And she was wearing these brand new docks that she hadn't broken in yet, so her feet are just blistered and bloody. And she just turns to me and goes, can I hit you now? <laughs> and then we fuck it. We finally, we got picked up. And we were starting to really think we're not going to. Like, at this point, it's so late at night, and mm -hmm. it's so dark, and we're in the middle of nowhere. And finally, someone stops. And what are the chances of even going to Pembroke? But he's like, I'm not going to Pembroke, but... I'm going to visit my buddy, and he often goes to Pembroke, so if you want to tag along with me for the ride to his place, maybe he'll take you. And we're like, what other options do we have right now? Let's, let's do it. So we hop in. He's driving us to his buddy's place, and we're, again, in the middle of nowhere. And he's going, driving down these dirt roads. You know, you get to the ones that don't even have names anymore. Mm -hmm. The roads are getting bumpier and sketchier, and we're going deeper and deeper into the woods, and we're just looking at each other like... Yeah, this is how we die. This guy's for sure taking us to his murder shack. This is it. This is the end. Uh, 
Turns out he had a buddy. We get to his buddy's place. It's off the grid. He's throwing a fucking rave. He's got generators and like <laughs> everyone's fucked up. He's like, no, no, man, I'm not going to Pembroke, but stay for the party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So we did. We ended That's up staying awesome. there for a couple hours, and then finally, someone there. We finally did. We finally made it back to Pembroke. I got to see my friend before he left. But Christ, that was a poor alley. I'm like, oh, it'll be so easy. <laughs> Sometimes it's not. You never know. It's... No, that's wild. It's <laughs> wild. I used to rave back in the day. Oh yeah. Yeah. I can see that actually. It's like uh, drum and bass mostly, and like jungle and stuff like that. But then. It's like once once I stopped doing the drugs, I was like, I don't know if this scene's for me, guys. Like I don't Yeah, you kinda know drugs. What's yeah. the percentage of ravers you think that are like sober? Really, realistically. It's very, it's rare. very low. I knew right? a couple and it's of just, And it's like it's almost like I, I don't even want to be there because I feel like it's too tempting. You know, like it's easy when you like are quitting and you cut off the people that, you know, that, you know, that sell the drugs and that are doing the drugs. You Mm -hmm. don't hang around them anymore. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you know, it's a little easier when you're just there. And a lot of times people be like, hey, man, you know, and just like put out something and you're just like, uh, you know, I also feel like I cannot tolerate rave music unless I'm on drugs. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's what, like, a a Henry Rollins thing, right? He's like, I don't know what came first, the shitty drugs or the shitty music. (laughs) But they have to go together, yeah. Yeah, they definitely go together. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. because I was never never a raver per se, but I grew up in a small town, and there was only so many people who were even remotely alternative. Mm. So I was into punk. I got into metal a little bit later in my teens, but in my early teens, like, I was really into punk. Um, and there was like a handful of punks in my town, but that was it, you know? And then there was like a handful of metalheads, so we hung out with them, and we hung out with the skateboarders, we hung out with the hippies, and we hung out with the, just basically anyone who wasn't like a normie bro, hockey bro, popular Mm. kid. Like, as long as you were even kind of different, you were in our little crew of weirdos. So then as a result, of course, there was the raver kids, and so I wound up going to some raves with them, just because, again, you know, what else are you doing? But, um... I never really, and like, yeah, I never really got into it. I, I always really despised most of the music. I would yeah, say something... like, sorry. No, go, no, go, no go. I'd say like out of all the different genres of, and I used to just refer to it all as techno, which just to piss off my friends who are yeah. into it, because I know, I understand. Electronica. Yeah, I understand techno <laughs> is a genre of electronica, but I just like to be a dick. I'm like, you and your fucking techno. It's most generic but... <laughs> shit. No, you just got it. Just, I, I get it, I get it. But I think out of all the all the different varieties of techno, the ones you listed were the ones I might like didn't could tolerate the most. Like I never loved jungle and drum and bass, but if I was gonna be forced to listen to rave music, I would rather that than like happy hardcore, for example. That was yeah. a huge one for a bit. My yeah, yeah. God, that was awful. Yeah, I know. Yeah. The fun, the, the the thing is, like, I went to. And, like, I sold drugs for a bit. So it's, like, a lot of it was just going there and, like, you know. So I went to different parties to kind of just, you know, push stuff. But, like, there were, like, the nicest kids were at those parties. Like, they were just, like, I would go in with, like, I would leave with just, like, you know, half, like, my arm full of just bracelets. Oh, yeah, yeah. Jack people (laughs) coming up being, like, I like your hair. And just, like, fucking, (laughs) you know? And, like... That was the nice thing about that scene that I will say for sure is that everybody is so welcoming and I, I really appreciated the fact that it was like really encouraged 
to just be yourself and be different. It wasn't like you had to have a certain look. Yeah. Whereas, like, as much as I love punk and metal, there's a lot of gatekeepers in those scenes where if you show up at a show not looking like the other punks, like, people are going to be like, Ugh. you know what I mean? And not everyone. And lots, lots of punks yeah, are lovely. Yeah. And, like, lots of metalheads are lovely. But you know what I mean? There's just always... There is, like, more of an element of feeling like you have to have a certain look to fit in. Whereas with Raves, it was just like, do whatever, be whoever, welcome. Like, yeah, I get yeah that. you know? I get and I, so that. I respected that about it. I think MDMA does that to you. It makes you love anything. And oh, back, in, oh, yeah. back in our day, it was called yeah. Ecstasy. Yeah, right. <laughs> and it had yeah. the little, they all had little pictures on them. You got like the Batman ones or the, you know. Yeah. The Mitsubishis or the Dolphins <laughs> yeah, yeah, or whatever yeah, the fuck. Yeah. 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 <laughs> But the the thing that I, like, really, if I could say, like, I would never put, like, uh, any kind of rave music in, you know, a t- like, we're going to do, like, uh, movie genres. If we were doing, like, music genres like this, it wouldn't even be in, like, my top 20. Right. But yeah. I did appreciate that. It's like, I'm very, like, I, I listen to most things other than, like, pop just because I feel like, you know, the... What pop is designed for, it's just like, it's it's just, you know, um, I feel that. I think cookie there's, cutter I think music, like, I think there is some good you know? pop music. Because pop there's is such a, a, such a broad it's genre, a bit. right? Yeah, it is. Um, it especially is. like 80s pop. I love a lot of 80s pop. But you're right, you're right. Especially, like, I'm kind of glad in some ways that the days of Top 40 radio seem to kind of have come to an end because we're at this age where... Music, it's so accessible for people to make music and to find music and, you know, with like... And just all... make their own lists and... and yeah, like... so it's like... Because back in the day, it was like, whatever songs were in the top 40, you yeah. heard those same fucking songs. The much songs. countdown. I only want to hear number stop. seven. Stop, yeah. You're like, you know, yeah, yeah. Yeah, totally. and so now at least, like, popular music has become a bit broader. That said, there's also a lot more garbage music now than there ever was because there's just more music in general now, but... Yeah. Yeah, pop music... For sure, it's very contrived, and I, I remember there being that one era where almost all of the famous, like, top 40 artists, all the songs were written by, like, the same guy. I forget his name, but he wrote for, like, all the different, like, all of the pop, like, he wrote for, like, Britney Spears, he wrote for, like, the Backstreet Boys, he wrote for, like, whoever, like, every one of those, like, big band, it was, like, all just one, it was all the one guy. Mm. And it was all just formulaic, it was all just him, like, he knows scientifically like what's going to trigger the human brain in such a way that it becomes catchy and it gets stuck in your head you know what i mean and it's not mm-hmm. like at that point it's not art it's not yeah, expressing that's, anything so that's that's genuine. how i feel yeah, yeah yeah and when you're making it f- just f- because you know it'll sell like it's yeah 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 it's not, i mean it can only really come from you know one place or the other you know i mean you could you could you know want money and things like that but you always gotta approach it from. Yeah, it's gotta be a true, within, a true guess, expression you know? of, of like who you actually are. Yeah. The funny thing about Jungle is, is you listen to a lot of this stuff, and when in Jungle you have a lot of these like uh, the emceeing style for Jungle is like this like Jamaican patois rapping kind of thing. Okay. And no matter yeah, who yeah. it is, whether they're like white. Right, Asian. and I do think that that's problematic. They all, they all try to sound like yeah. they're Jamaican and and like um, yeah. MC in that way, and that's it's something really that cool. I don't white, like. Not it's not even that using patois. Uh, yeah, like you can be a white person that is you like can be a white that's who raps, your that's your native your, language, or you know that's what you were. But you, and white, it's fine to be a white person who raps, but rap your own. 
way. But then you don't like see to, them at shows and they're like, like you're part of hey the man, and it's not. like, why are you, if that's not what you sound like. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's not, and this isn't the case, like, you could also say, like, you know, Cypress Hill, be real. Yeah. The whiter of the two. Yeah. Um, the lighter, I guess. <laughs> uh, like, his voice that he is really, like, nasally when he raps, and, like, he's changing it because he wants to have a unique sound, but I don't think he's trying to sound he's like... He's not trying to appropriate some, it, Yeah, it's culture. not, like, trying like, to sound like yeah. any anything else, or he's not doing... It's almost like an impersonation. Well, you my know? singing voice doesn't sound like I'm talking. Yeah, yeah of course you're going to have yeah. a, a different voice. Yeah. But again, it's just like, don't try to fucking sound Jamaican if you're not Jamaican. Like, I just think it's that simple, really, to me. I always thought it was weird. Like, in the 90s, for the longest time, I didn't know that the Spice Girls were British. Oh, really? For real. Yeah, for <laughs> real. And then I just saw, like, an, I mean, probably, like, you know, after their first album, at some point, I, I saw an interview. I was like, "Holy I shit!" I feel like I had that moment too. Where I remember noticing that about like lots of British artists don't sound British when they're singing, or they or they do, but just in like moments. Like once you know they're British, you can hear moments where you're like, "Oh, that sounded British." Yeah. But like overall, the accent. Yeah. Is kind of now that I know, the... I feel yeah, exactly. I yeah. feel like exactly what you just said. And I always think it's interesting that like actors. Like, some actors would be Australian or, like, you know, British or whatever the case is, you know? And, like, they tend to do the the American, North American, whatever accent, mm-hmm. a lot better than, than we do other accents. Have you ever okay. noticed that? Like, there's a lot yeah. of actors where it's the same thing where I'm like, I didn't know Christian Bale was Australian. Yeah. This is fucking Batman. Like, I would right. have no clue unless I... Oh. That's a really good point. It's insane. But I you think, never um, you never think that about American actors. I think maybe because American culture is so pervasive that everybody, no matter where you are in the world, was raised on American media. So they're more used to hearing the American accent all the time. So, like, for me, I'm the kind of person who... I'm. I can't do impersonations easily off the cuff, and I can't throw on an accent off the cuff, but mm-hmm. if I've been listening to an accent for, like, a lot, like, I watch a lot of British television, and sometimes if I've been watching, like, a lot, like, a lot of British television, I'll start speaking with a British accent by mistake, it'll just come out, because it'll just be, and then if I, and then if I want to amp it up and throw it on, then I can really do it, because I've been immersed in it for a bit, you know what I mean? And I think act, all actors do that, right? If you're, like, planning for a role, you immerse yourself in the thing that you're trying to it could, you know, um, portray, mm. but I think, um, with the reason why the American accent's easier is because everyone's heard it for their entire lives and they hear it all the time because they're always watching American shows, watching American movies, listening to American music, whereas mm. we consume less of other people's cultures. So it would, it's like not as ingrained in our brains. Yeah, that makes sense. I never thought about it before, but that's my, never, that's my I theory never, that yeah. I have that it I makes just came sense. up with. Yeah. Yeah. I can appreciate that. I'd like to get in some, some acting. I'm supposed to be doing some web web series oh, yeah. at some point this year. Cool. Yeah, I'm supposed to be a gay porn director. Nice. Now That'll be fun. The funny the fun thing is, like, my buddy sent this to me and he's already like the ball's rolling on the show. I'm just really waiting for like my time to do it. It's not like a huge role. Okay. But uh he sent that when he like his punctuation's not the best. So I'm unsure if I'm just a director of gay porn or if I or if myself gay. am gay right. and I'm you know. You might want clarification on that. You know what? I feel like 
I'm gonna wait it out. Like he's gonna send me like uh, he said he was gonna send me like my lines or script or whatever it is, you know. And so, I mean, if it doesn't s- say it there. Like, I don't right. know. I feel like I might just go in and, you know, win yeah. it. I, I think, think it would like, be funnier that way, you know? I think it might be... Is it supposed to be a comedic... Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. Um, and I think also, like, if you're gay, you would be the same person either way. Like, you know what I mean? Some, yeah. gay, some gay people are flamboyant, but some gay people you would never know they're gay. Yeah. And I think if you're not gay and you're playing a gay person, throwing on the flamboyant thing is almost like... Dodgy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So maybe like, saying. so maybe yeah, just play the same character either way, like yeah. whether you're gay or not, because you know, you could just like okay, it. so like, if okay, say so, say I was being gay, what would be like a a good, like a way that I could do it? Like, would I add something to maybe like my outfit or wear like maybe like a bright neon, a fanny pack? Like, what am I? What could I do that would be? I would just that say, wouldn't offend. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I would just say make sure that you like. And I mean, you typically are. I was going to say, just make sure you are well-dressed. Just make sure your outfit actually is coordinated and you just don't look like a slob. Like, I think gay people just like... And again, not all... It's, you know, they're all... Every person is different. But I think in general, gay guys have, like, better taste than straight guys. Like, they just have, like, well, like clothes that fit well mm-hmm. and, like, look nice. You know what I mean? It doesn't yeah. have to be, like, flamboyant. But even, like, just, like, make sure that it's, like... That it fits well and looks nice and is well-coordinated. But I mean, I also think if you're gay... Then do something gay. Make out with a guy or whatever. And if you're not, like, if you're not actively doing anything gay, then why does it even have to be mentioned whether or not you're gay? Yeah. You know what I mean? I, 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 like, I don't, I'm I don't, like I don't 80% I don't leaning towards I'm directing gay porn. That's right. what I, that's what I think it is. Okay. So, and maybe I should ask for some clarification <laughs> if I, you know, because I don't want to come at it and be all tacky and especially not being gay myself yeah you know what yeah I mean? you so, don't want to be like derogatory that's why i'm asking yeah. you know it's good to know uh have you ever done any acting um like a little bit on and off over the years not not, not a ton and nothing serious but i'd really like to get into it more um especially now that i'm in toronto because living in st Catharines, there's not a ton of acting opportunities st Catharines, that's where you came from so that's where i was just living yeah Ah, so why'd you come to toronto was it for comedy yeah oh yeah yeah, it was long overdue, to be honest, because I've been doing stand-up for seven years, and in mm-hmm. um, St. Catharines, it's, like, it's cool, because it's in, it is in a spot where you can easily travel to a lot of other cities, and so I did, like, at least three nights a week, I was traveling to Hamilton, London, Burlington, Brantford, da-da-da, we're all over, mm-hmm. um, and then, you know, that became more difficult when I lost my license and didn't drive, and then every week I would have to... I would not only have to ask for spots for me, but then I'd also have to ask for spots for a driver, and then I would have to message every comedian I know who drives and go, hey, do you want to do this show, this show, this show, and then line up all these rides. So it was like half my life was spent just like planning gigs and rides and wrangling other people into gigs with me and da-da-da-da. So I'm like, if I move to Toronto, I just won't have to do that. I can just... And I, I got a place where I can walk to Comedy Bar, I can walk to Nothing Fancy, mm-hmm. I can walk to Parkdale, um, and I can walk to Hyde Park. So it's, that's, it's so much better. I, I should have done it a long time ago. <laughs> I yeah. really should have. But. Toronto's like the place to be. I mean, yeah. I mean, in Canada, it's, I would say it's Toronto and Montreal. I think in a, in uh, a distant comedy, third, I would maybe say, Vancouver. Uh, no, for comedy, I'd say Toronto, Vancouver are the two biggest right oh, now. Really, eh? Yeah. Montreal, nice. Montreal has just for laughs and all that. Yeah. But, but when just for laughs isn't happening, 
No. The comedy community is actually quite small there. Like, it's a, okay. it's a good community. There's some good comics there, and there's some really nice people there, but there's not, like, a ton of mics to hit. There's really not many, actually. So if you're, like, really trying to take it serious and want to get into the grind, like, even, yeah, Toronto's, Toronto's the place to be. Vancouver's, I, I, the scene there seems like it's getting bigger right now, but it's still not as big as Toronto. It's still not as easy to just, like, get up every night of the week kind of thing. Yeah, it kind of sucks living in Mississauga. Yeah, but uh, I don't even I don't even know if we talked about it on here, but when you just got here about uh, getting a vehicle or whatever, yeah, but yeah. Um, like that's definitely high priority. But I also think that I might be moving closer to Toronto. Well, I was gonna say I feel like the point of living in Mississauga instead of Toronto is to save money, right, or to spend less on rent. But then if you're spending less on rent, you theoretically have enough for a vehicle so that you can get into Toronto. Yeah, <laughs> that's how it should work, or no? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I spent a lot of money on Ubers. Yeah, huh? well, see, I mean, that, that could just be a car. Yeah, I know. Especially I know. since you don't even drink. Like, that'd be my main concern is, like, if I was commuting to and from Mississauga for gigs, I'd have a few drinks at the gig, and then it's like, well, I guess I'm leaving my car in Toronto. I don't know, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you don't It'll even happen. drink. It'll happen. Just get a, just get a car, Something. Man. I'm either getting a car by the end of the year, or I'm moving to Toronto by the end of the year. That's what it seems like. Good plan. Yeah. I was born in Toronto, you know, I lived in Toronto for a long time. Oh, okay. I don't, it's not like I don't like Mississauga, it's just, it it's just seems logical way. doing comedy and stuff like that, and yeah, it's out of the way. Yeah. You do have a really nice place here, so I could see why you wouldn't want to leave it, and I think that's even what was keeping me in St. Catharines. Well, there was like a bunch of things, but I moved there for school, dropped out, but by the time I dropped out, I was already in a band, so... I stayed there for my band, and then by the time that band broke up, I already had a whole community there of, like, you know, just a bunch of friends and a bunch of activists and a bunch of musicians that I was, like, involved with, and um, and actually by the time that band broke up, I was already, already running my first house venue. So for the last 10 years, I've been running house venues where bands play in my basement once a month. Um, and so, and that house was, like, we honestly had, like, half an acre of property I had a garden that was bigger than most people's entire property mm. and we had like bonfires that were taller than this house and and it was it was a huge space I had that and that house like we were renting but I was expecting to be there for a long time so I actually finished and soundproofed the basement on my own dime thinking like oh we'll be here for years and then mm. we got kicked out like two years later so um, but then I moved and started another house venue and uh, and just kept that going. And so I did that for 10 years. Once a month, I'd have touring bands come through, play my basement, and then the second house, we made an art gallery upstairs, so there was one whole room that every month we would feature a different artist. And then, so then at the show, prior to the bands, we'd have like the art opening. We'd always do a little potluck. It was just, it, it was this really great community that I built. And I was paying, I was paying a grand a month for the entire house. Well, not me, it was shared. Yeah. So I was paying like, and at first we had three roommates. Eventually we decided, uh, me and the one guy got along really well, and we cycled through a few shitty third roommates, and then we're like, we're just going to keep the house to ourselves. So it was just the two of us in a massive three-bedroom, three-floor, huge Amazing. like house with a yard, and you know, for a thousand bucks a month. Ridiculous. Like, now I'm paying more than that for a tiny apartment above a Domino's. Like, it's... <laughs> <laughs> so that was part of what kept me from moving to Toronto. Was I Do you knew... eat a lot of Domino's living no. above? Oh, my God. I have not. I imagine I eat too much. I haven't eaten pizza in, I think, about two years. All right. So... Yeah. So, uh, 
What's okay? You know what? Let's talk about it. Let's bust out the snacks and he, let's get right into it. He mentioned he had snacks, and I told him that I probably can't Shoot. eat any of them. I, uh... I'm so disappointed. All right. So, if you want to know, because they're all from Japan. I think there's, everything is like listed here. I think I'm gonna say there's probably sugar in everything. What can't and therefore, you eat? The list of things I can eat is legitimately shorter than the things I can't eat. But a big one that I can't so eat is sugar. Like and these are probably all. Well, there's a lot. Maybe they do a lot of the Japanese like their corn. And so, so to explain to the audience, yeah. I I have an autoimmune disease, which I contracted from my wonderful dream house that I was paying so cheap rent for. Surprise was filled with black mold. I mean, everything oh comes with its. Oh God! That's um, you know, like that was you just, that was too good to be true. If it was like actually a good house, it would be. So, yeah, I got really sick, like really, really sick from that. Um, and it was like, and I lived there for six years. So I was breathing black mold every day for six years, and uh, ended up like. Rice what is cracker? This? Oh, I can eat rice crackers. Not trying probably. to interrupt. I do. I do eat rice. Check it out. But what ended up, oh, so the ingredients are in there, right? Because this is Japanese. So the black mold. Um, so uh, yeah, so I, so if you breathe black mold every day for six years, guys, it's bad news. Don't do it. Um, okay. Common allergens. Oh, wait. Oh, so these are all the ingredients or these are just Yeah, the... these are like the things, like if it okay. says not suitable for vegetarian, are you vegetarian? So I'm, t so I used to be, I was vegan. I didn't eat any meat for 23 years. And I recently started eating meat again because I had to stop eating legumes, which includes peanuts and there's peanuts in it. Oh my God, why? <laughs> so because I got so sick, I had to go on this crazy diet, blah, blah, blah. That's the long and short of it. And, I, and I'm undergoing all kinds of legumes, serious, though. serious like, treatments. So that's, yeah, that's beans, that's peas. That's, so I couldn't do tofu anymore. I couldn't do like any sort of... So that's why. So that's why lentils? I had to. Um, yeah, those are legumes. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, so yeah. that's why I had to start eating meat again. But mm. I only eat... Fish and seafood and bugs, because mm -hmm. I decided that if you're going to eat meat, those are the most ethical forms of meat to eat. So I primarily, for my protein, eat crickets and mealworms, which actually um, are more environmentally sustainable than plant protein even. So that's pretty cool. Um, and like the way that they're farmed, it's like they don't even know, right, that they're being farmed. It's not like the same as like cows in factory farms that are being tortured. It's like the crickets are just, they're still living out a good life for all they know. Like, you know what I mean? I've had both. Right? I, like, I don't, it, they don't stick out in my mind as super gross. I think it's just the, yeah. the idea of it. I that people are uncommon with, you know? Totally. So it's like, and I felt that way about it. Like I, like, I decided in my head that logically this is ethical, but internally I was still like, but ew. And I for sure had to combat that and get past it and just go, okay, well, and then, then you get used to it. So do you buy like the, the bag of the, the dried? So I get, yeah, I get it powdered. Okay. And I okay. get it from a Canadian company called Landish and they're very, they're very like, um, ethically conscious and sustainable and, and it's, I like that it's Canadian too. Cause you're not like, you know, flying them overseas and wasting petroleum and stuff. But, uh, yeah, so I am mostly, mostly in the powdered form. Like I've had, you know, I've had the other, like I've had just like dried crickets which kind of have a similar, I mean, it's all about the, just the seasoning, really. But I was going to say they kind of reminded me of kale chips, you know, in, yeah. like, the texture and the and the, a similar seasoning, I guess. But, uh, yeah, anyway, so that's what I do now. It's, uh, <laughs> it's just, uh, yeah, okay, it's a so lot. Okay, <laughs> so these are the only things I think, this one's already out, right? Yep. 
So let's look for this. Yeah, this is. This I is feel one of the bad. Like I don't want to. No, it's okay. Suitable for vegetarians. Like, wheat. Okay, well, I'm not supposed to do gluten, but I am also drinking a beer right now. <laughs> That's all the person I shouldn't do more. It's, it's, wheat, uh, wheat is gluten? Is yeah, that what we're talking about? Yeah, See? Yeah. Motherfucker. Yeah. Um, I'm, okay, really not, I'm really not, like... I'm not bothered that Let's I can't see. eat this. I feel like you are. I want to eat it to make eat you it, happy. I don't care. Uh, I don't want to pressure you. I don't I'm want you to like, be later tonight, like, on your toilet. Like, I fucking well, hate and basically, Paul. Like, like, what? He peer pressured me. Paul, I don't appreciate your... You know, I just don't want to be that guy. So if you don't want to <laughs> eat them, there's no pressure. We could just fucking throw the shit if back down there. If you want to eat them in front of me, I'm not <laughs> going to be like, I don't mind. I ate some protein bars in the car on the way here. Um, I, I'm used to being like, because I was vegan for so long, I was already kind of used to being like, oh, please don't bother for me. You know what I mean? Like you go places and people are like, oh no, we have to have vegan options. I'm like, please don't, don't worry about it. You know? And now that I have this even weirder diet, I'm like, I'm already used to not being able to eat other people's food. And I'm, I don't, uh, hmm. I don't like to be a, a bother. Like I, <laughs> Honestly, I don't want you to this feel is like the only thing that seems like you <laughs> okay, could the, eat let's it. Okay, let's see the ingredients on this one. So, I don't know. It's your call. <laughs> okay. Uh, what the fuck is it? All right, right there. I don't know. It just says wheat. That's it. Right. Well... I imagine there's no sugar in this, but... It's just pure wheat? That's the only ingredient? That doesn't sound No, there's believable. no way. This is just like the, <laughs> the allergens and oh, stuff, okay. like the things that people could okay. possibly... And but like, they, I, they make note of it being vegetarian right. or not, so I don't know. I it's think up I'm going to pass, and I'm sorry. Let's pass. I'm sorry to disappoint you. You please eat some. Please right. eat. Easy. I'm, I am sorry to I will eat. eat. I will eat no, one, fine. then. Fine. Well, and the, so the way it works is basically all of these different... Um, allergens they're like basically they're all inflammatory and my body is already very inflamed all the time so then when I eat any of these things it just increases the inflammation so I can get away with a little tiny bit of cheating here and there like I can drink this beer and it probably won't destroy me but if I have like several beers or several things in a day or if I eat wheat and then also you know like more than one thing in a span of a few days like it, then it actually makes me super sick to the point that I can't get out of bed for days that gets like that intense so that's why i'm just well, like ah, i'd rather play it on the safe side and still be able to me. function Some i'm not Japanese judging you ch cheesy you, rings uh. you're not on a crazy diet so why would i judge you you can eat whatever you want they I are fun it's fun that you have japanese snacks i like that i was a vegetarian for a while yeah yeah well i was really close to being vegan like the only thing i ate that was like from animals was cheese Okay. Just because I couldn't find any good fake cheese. Like, it's I was hard like, to find. really. I've searched there's low a and lot high. of good. Like, and there's more and more coming out. So, and I always hated vegan cheese in the early days. Like, Daya is absolutely disgusting. I cannot eat it. Like, it's so gross. But um, there's more and more companies coming out every day. And I find that the smaller the company is, the better the, the, the fake cheese is. So, there's one from, I want to say. There's two kind of near here. One's out of Waterloo and one's out of Grimsby. And one's called Nuts for Cheese. And the other one's called... These um, are delicious. Sorry to interrupt. <laughs> oh, dang. Okay, but I'm going to plug vegan cheese <laughs> while you're plugging them. <laughs> no, it, Nuts for Cheese I highly recommend. And I wish I could remember the other one. 
Either, but look for them both. Look for a Kitchener-based or Kitchener-Waterloo-based one, and then a Grimsby-based one. But so it's made out of nuts, and so Daya is made out of just like fucking I don't even know, like just I think vegetable oil and some other weird. It's just like it doesn't it doesn't taste like real food. But mm -hmm. when you you can like ferment nuts in a way that's similar to how like you would ferment cheese, and it how actually it creates like a very. Um, so the nuts for cheese, yeah, none of those ones are really melty, but you can. I've also gotten melty, I got really good melty vegan cheese, uh, two years ago for my birthday. I ordered it. I, it was a targeted Instagram ad, but it was also a local-ish, uh, place that, and they, that was their whole thing. They're like, cheese curds, they melt in poutine. And I'm like, oh my God, buddy. Like I ordered, Amazing. I ordered a huge box of them and I just ate fucking poutine for like weeks. I was so happy. And they, and they were like, as far as I remember, at that point in time, I hadn't eaten real cheese in a long time. But from mm -hmm. what I could remember, I would say they were as good as regular cheese curds. Fake cheese has come in a long way, is all I'm saying. You just gotta... Right. It's been a while. You gotta it's like been a seek while. it out. But I agree There's been a lot the of improvements, ones. but I feel like a lot of this Beyond stuff too, it's like, I don't... Like the... A lot of the stuff I, felt, I ate back in the day, I felt like it was more expensive, but like it wasn't... Like these Beyond things... Don't get me wrong, like, I have them once in a while, right. but, like, with everything that goes into them, like, they can't be better than just, like, a, like a veggie patty or something. Yeah, I was gonna say, you know? I've still never tried one, because even when I was still not eating meat, I was, like, still not really a... It's just really processed yeah, food, Yeah, I know? never really ate processed food. I think that's my problem with, like, those cheeses, like, diet and stuff, is it just tastes like fake processed yeah. food, and I just like real food. So, yeah, I never had a Beyond Burger. I never really... I've never eaten fast food, like even, yeah, just, you cook just a lot? never. Like, yes and no. I'm not a great, I'm not, it's not even that I'm not a good cook. I always say I'm not a good cook, and then my friends who have had my cooking are like, no, you are, you're amazing, but it's, it's more <laughs> like, but those people who are saying that have never cooked in their life, and they live off fast food, okay, so all you have okay. to do is like, not much to impress them, but I think it's just that everything takes me so long, like with my mental health issues, like I have like issues with time, like I just... Everything takes me longer than it takes everyone else. So if I look at a recipe and it says half an hour, I'm like, okay, so two, three hours. Like, you know, like I, just, I don't have that kind of time on a regular basis. Um, so I, I've learned to like a lot of very, very simple, very simple meals that I just make the same thing over and over. Like I really, I eat like a fuck ton of salads because you don't have to cook them. You just assemble them. And yeah. then now that I'm eating fish like I'll just make like a fish protein and put that on top of a giant bowl of greens and I'm like there's a whole meal good to go you know what I mean or I'll just make like rice or just you know what I mean like simple yeah, shit yeah, yeah. um I go all out once in a while and for the potlucks at the house shows I used to go all out and my favorite thing was I made this bomb vegan shepherd's pie and so many meat eaters and the kind of meat eaters who like are like yeah vegan things gross and you know would eat it not knowing, and they'd tell me this is the best shepherd's pie they've ever had, and I'm like, haha, joke's on you, it's vegan. Um, that was my, like, yeah. <laughs> but now I can't even make that shepherd's pie, because every single ingredient in it is stuff I can't eat. Oh, yeah, I, also can't really? have, I also can't have nightshades now. You can't make now. the same shepherd's pie. The, the... So, because the base of it had soy, which yeah. I can't eat, oh, and then the potatoes good. I can't eat, because I can't eat nightshades now. Um, I could, I guess, have the vegetables that were in it, so... No base, no top, just vegetables. Oh, yeah, I'm doing that. It's called salad. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a bummer. Shepherd's pie is, like, one of my favorite things, man. The, the key, I make a mean shepherd's pie. The key to, like, like, a really good shepherd's pie, vegan or not, is the gravy, right? And a good a good mushroom gravy, oh, my God, that makes anything good. But, oh, yeah. 
Oh, now I'm dreaming about it. <laughs> it was so good. Damn. I don't. I don't like to brag, but I don't have any allergies. <laughs> it's hoping, gotta be rough when you hear that shit, right? Like, yeah, I, I'm hoping to get to that point. Yeah. Um, the thing with autoimmune diseases and like chronic illnesses is like, a lot of people who get these types of illnesses don't go on the crazy diet, but then they're just sick all the time. And a lot of people don't ever beat these illnesses; they just have it for life. So, but if you go on the crazy diet and you do all the treatments and you take all the supplements and you do all the things, which I am doing. It is possible to beat. It's just hard. It just takes time. But ideally, mm. like within a couple of years, I'll be past this and then I can eat whatever I want again. That'll be, that'll be good. So it, like you said that it started from the black mold mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and it's just, is it something that like with time could go away without you know, if, when you're not around it now and it depends like, how bad it is so if you just have if you only been exposed to black mold for a short period of time and then you just get out you'll be fine yeah i was around yeah. it a little bit and like i told my landlord and then he came and he cut a big chunk of the drywall out Amazing. and he just like that's a good landlord and he just he just left it this was in my oh, bedroom okay. so he not just good. left it so like i'm like <laughs> and it was right where my fucking like it was it was in a bad spot. It was like behind my bed, so I had to do this thing with like a what is that? Like a tapestry? Is that what it's called? Like some sort of right? Like yeah, thing yeah, that yeah, I yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind yeah. of that there was no. And wall I, I actually it. retract everything. What I just said. I'm like, I said that's a good landlord. There is no such it's thing. It's nice that there's he took no it such out, thing as a good what? landlord. Period. Just like there's no such thing as a good cop because even the good ones are perpetuating this system where they're you know everyone who has to rent is it's just. It's it's rent is theft. Rent, <sighs> rent is oppression. Rent is it's bullshit. <clears throat> I um, don't I don't want to be this guy, but I gotta do this. Um, uh -oh, uh -oh. Look, I am <laughs> I am notoriously fuck the police guy. Uh -huh. I'm not gonna lie. Uh oh. Right, and I'm uh -oh. like if you're if you're not if you're a cop and you see bad things happening and you don't say anything, you're just as bad. Uh -huh. As the shitty cops, uh -huh. I believe uh -huh. that fully. And even if you don't see bad things happen, even if you don't, which is highly unlikely, you know you're still it. complicit in a system that is based on oppression, that is literally born of, out of slavery. Like it's not, and still is. Like it's still, it still basically is. Are we, we're, we're we talking about like the the like jails? Well, yeah. First of all, like the prison system, and this and this includes Canada, um, is disproportionately comprised of Black and Indigenous people. Uh, like much disproportionate like something like I forget the exact statistic but it's something to this effect where the indigenous population of Canada total is less than like 3% but the indigenous population in prison is like like 30 or 40 or like it's a fucking just much higher number because cops just disproportionately arrest black and indigenous people and it's just I mean there's so many there's so many problems I and really, like, I mean, I could, okay, do you have a whole nother three-hour podcast where I can just rant about cops? Because no, I could. No, no. And, and um, to be honest, like, like, most of the things you're saying, like, and you could, you know, keep saying for three hours, I would agree with. Yeah. The only thing I could, the only thing I want to say is, like, I, I don't think every single cop is bad. I think... 99.999% But even that, even that one percent is bad and they just don't know it. But they're still I bad. I don't know. I think intent... Okay, so... Are all Nazis bad? Okay, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I but think... There, there were Nazis who thought they were good people. Okay, but I, if you want to say, like... Okay, so politicians lie, yeah? Mm-hmm. 
like the Nazis got their power lying through the people. So uh, there's there's probably some supporters that were ignorant to what the Nazis okay. were really going to do. Yeah. Right. So, I, I, but no way am I. I look. I'm just the guy who's but, but always what, trying but, to see the other side of the fence. But what you're agreeing right? with me on here is that even the Nazis who thought they were good people were still doing something terrible. And that applies mm-hmm. to the cops who think that they're good people. Okay. So at the end of the day, there's no such thing as a good Nazi. There's no such thing as a good cop. There's the odd person who's delusional who thinks they're good, but it doesn't make them good. See, I... Fuck, man. It's so hot. Okay. Let me explain why where I'm coming from, okay? And I... I fully agree with the Nazi thing. I'm still not on board with, like, yes, the people who voted the Nazis in, regardless of whether they knew it or not, still were the cause. Right. Mm -hmm. I totally agree with that. Mm -hmm. My foster dad, he, you know, he's a Jamaican man, moved to Canada when he was younger, and he, like, trained to become, like, an RCMP officer. He lived in Winnipeg. Okay. He went to school for like, you know, however long, like more long than most people, like longer than most people go to school, you know, and he, he actually got in and he was, uh, you know, a uh, cop for uh, less than a year. Mm-hmm. And th- the reason he left is because like, like his words, like he, he wanted to become a police officer to help people. Mm-hmm. And that he left because he wasn't doing the amount of good that he, uh, you know, set out to do. And so he became think, a foster parent. And I think that this further proves my point because yeah, he was but, delusional for that year because he thought cops were good. Then he found out they're not and then he stopped being a cop. So good on him for realizing that cops aren't good. But that's the thing. They're not. Okay, <laughs> like, so this is a good conversation. I'm enjoying where this conversation is going. Okay, so do you not think... Okay. What's, do you not think there's some people that have the, okay, your approach is take the system down with force and you don't think there's a a wave of people that have the mindset of take the system down from within? Do you understand what I'm saying? It's like, are are we going to get rid of the cops? I'm not saying we can't. I'm just, I'm just. It's basically been shown time and time again all throughout history that that never works. There's been a lot of people who thought they could take down the system from within and they were never successful. Or killed. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, 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 d- man, trust me, fuck the police. I, it's not something okay, new. Good. This isn't good. something new. I'm not, yeah. I'm just trying to paint. And then an, one other time, these are my two instances. Okay, so my foster dad also, like, t- just would tell me that, like, oh, there's people in Winnipeg that are, you know, that, like, there are some decent cops. This is all I'm saying. I don't know these cops. I don't know their history. I'm just saying, like, my foster dad is, like, one of the greatest people I've ever known. And again, it's like, okay, so they're decent for cops. You know, they're not as bad as other Well, they're trying to do the the right thing. But it's like, they're still, again, complicit in this whole system. They're still perpetuating the existence of this system. I I hear what you're saying. I just think they're, like, there's going to be people that try to (laughs) take whatever like it's but, like, but like okay so so if your argument were true yeah. and if there had been good cops since the dawn of time why well, is not, the, why is the system getting worse instead of better like I, where, where, where are all these good cops and what good are they doing from the inside if if the the fucking population in prison of like natives and black people is still so much higher than white people and it's getting and the numbers are going up like where where are these see, good cops and what are they doing i don't know if it's going up 
I, I don't know the numbers, to be honest. So, like... It, well, if it statistically has over the past, like, I, I don't know, I don't know exactly, like, I want to say, like, 20 years, or the last statistics I read are, yes, it is going up. Uh, it's not getting better. So... Well, okay, so let's let's break it down even further. Like, what makes a good person? Is someone who may, who does some stupid shit? The fuck. See, this is a horrible conversation, yeah, and I don't I even want to look at like bones fun... right now because, like, I, uh, I'm like, I don't, I fucking don't like the police. I just think this is a good conversation for the pod. Okay. And um, so the, I'm and trying so to come question, at it from. That question you know, is once again another three hour long podcast because that's a philosophical. <laughs> that's a philosophical debate, right? Yeah. And I've also I've taken a lot of uh, political philosophy in university, so buddy, I can you. I'm ready to go. <laughs> but like, that's not a that's not an easily answerable question, um, because obviously there's been a lot of philosophical debates around it. But I would say at the end of the day, a good person is someone who does no harm to others, and the entire police system is perpetuating harm as a system. So even if you're within it and you think you're not causing harm, you are. Yeah, but every system, that's like saying every system has, every group, any way you want to categorize people, however you do it, every single group that you've categorized, however, okay, there's going to be shitty people in every single one of those groups. So, like, that is So, it doesn't true. mean all those groups are shit because so, there's shitty people but, but in the But is groups. the group actively oppressing another group of people? Is the group, as, a, as an entity, is, its, is, the, is the purpose of its existence to actively oppress another group of people? Because if that's the case, then yes, everyone in that group is bad. If that's not the case... If you've got an activist group and they're fighting for freedom and one guy's a dickhead, well then yeah, the group is still good, okay? I just, I think, okay. <laughs> I don't know if I fully agree with that. Like, I definitely, okay, so let's talk about Ottawa. Oh my okay? god, okay. I saw for sure that there were groups at this trucker thing, this little, uh, what, what were they called, the, the convoy? The freedom rally or whatever, yeah. Free, okay. Lots of shit people there. Definitely putting freedom in quotation marks. Lots of good people there. Lots of shit people there. I I can't say whether it was 50-50. It would just be a guess. Mm -hmm. You know? Mm -hmm. But there there were clearly good people there and bad people there. What is your... Okay. Well, what I perceived as good people and bad people. Right. What is your take on that? Yeah, after... Yeah, yeah. What is your take on that? So, the rally was something that I... Yeah, that was something I struggled with because I do... I grew up in a hick town. So, a lot of my friends are, um... I don't know. Yeah. No, I'm not even friends, but people I knew from back then who I'm not even necessarily friends with but I still have on social media and stuff. And they're, like, not maybe as, as educated or as woke as, <laughs> as a lot of the people I generally hang out with now. So, I definitely saw people like that that were in support of the rally. And I was like... Okay, I know deep down you're a good person. You don't understand what you're supporting. So I was trying to talk to all these people. I was messaging them and private messaging them because, you know, as we know, like public conversations on Facebook tend to devolve pretty quickly. But just approaching them respectfully and saying, like, hey, do you understand, like, all these aspects of the rally that you might not have considered? Like, first of all, the fact that it was literally organized by a racist organization from the get-go, uh, for one. Uh, you know, there's, there's so many points I could make about that rally, but I think that that's probably the most important point to make. Um, okay, so... But, 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 okay, so... Okay, so, 
Yeah. So then what I was going to say, I mean, again, there's like, there's, this is such a huge thing to unpack because there's so many different avenues I could go down to talk about this. But I think for me, the racism was the most important thing. And I think a point that I made to a lot of my friends who did end up coming around and who did end up removing themselves from the situation was like people saying, oh yeah, well sure, there's uh there was like, there was Nazi flags, there was uh, Proud Boys flags, there was uh, like, there was like at least four or five different kinds of like white nationalist flags being flown at this rally. And people saying, well, those aren't my flags. I'm not waving those. Those people are. Listen, if you're in a group and you're, you're actively organizing something and there are Nazis in your midst, if you do not kick those Nazis out of your group, then yeah, you're a bad person because you're allowing them, you're allowing them to raise up that fucking very like horribly um, destructive voice and that mindset and you're giving it a platform if you are part of that group and you're not removing them any of the activist movements that i've been part of and i have fought for tons of freedoms if there was a nazi i missed you better believe that he'd be fucking out of there pretty quickly okay so if there's a nazi in your midst and you're not kicking him out then yeah you're part of his group whether you like it or not and that goes it goes back to everything i've been saying so far about like literally if you're if that, that's who you're associating with you are part of the problem yeah, I agree. I just don't think that everyone there was associating with him. I think people that... But again, you are. That, because you are. Because you're part of the same but it's group. But like, it's like and trying to group, explain and to someone... Organized by it's racist. like you trying to explain to, her, to your, your high school person why that, you know, anti-Nazi thing. It's like, he probably just saw the symbol and was like, no, we're not having that. And you're like... No, like it was more that he didn't you, want. I think it was that he didn't want discussion. Like he didn't want. Thought I, well, he could have been a dickhead too. I don't know yeah, him. Yeah, I'm not yeah. saying he wasn't a dickhead. Yeah. I'm just you know. Also, trying all to, principles are bastards trying too. To, uh, to there. <laughs> no, um, no, but like, the, the, but the positive thing was that most of the people I knew that had initially been involved with the rally did end up deciding like this is not something we want to be part of, and they were like, they're like, I'm still against masks and vaccines, which I also do have a problem with because I'm obviously, I'm, well, maybe it's not obvious, but I'm an intelligent person, so I'm pro-mask and vaccine. But, um, but they were like, I'm still against masks and vaccines. However, I am not okay with being associated with racists. And they did decide to remove themselves from that movement. And I really respect that. And I'm really like glad that we were able to have these conversations because I think I helped them to realize that. And I think that that's, yeah, it's like, you're right. Not everyone's like thinking about what they're doing, but also, no one, but like, also they should be. See, this is and again, the thing. that's it's what makes like, a good person that's because their mindset is thinking different. Like, I'm, I'm sure a lot of people didn't know that you know it was put together by racists. Didn't know any of the stuff that you're saying right now. I just knew because again, that the government was doing shitty stuff. And again, they as to an activist, up. as an activist who has who has stood up for all kinds of causes, and I've I've orchestrated rallies, and I've participated in rallies, and I've orchestrated sit-ins. I've done all kinds of shit. As someone who has been involved in this type of political activism for most of my life. If I'm going to a demonstration, the first thing I'm doing is checking to see who the fuck is organizing it. Because again, think, think about what you're doing. And it doesn't I'm, mean I'm the cause. That. It doesn't mean the cause is any less uh, worth fighting for. Okay, also, but also their whole cause was bullshit. So there's also that. Um, there's also that, uh, and claiming that like this is infringing on your fucking freedom. That's like the height of privilege. If someone asking you to wear a piece of cloth over your face is the worst thing that's ever happened to you, I th- maybe, I maybe go help someone who's actually like been through actual struggle. Vaccine mandates. That's what I and, thought it and was And even that, about. again, I could go, to, go into so much detail about this. But they weren't saying you have to get vaccinated. What they were saying is if you would like to go across the border 
you have to get vaccinated. And it wasn't even Canada that was stopping them from going into the American, it was the states saying you can't have So it was like, not only was this rally not making any good points whatsoever, they weren't even well-researched points. Even if I agreed with their cause, it didn't even make sense for them to be protesting the Canadian government because what they really wanted was to get across the American border and it was the Americans that were saying you can't come across unvaccinated. So they should lose their jobs? And I was put in that position. Mm-hmm. myself where yeah. it's like I had to get vaccinated or else like I can't pay my bills and stuff like that yeah so I'm vaccinated I'm not for vaccination I would like you know my nana was a nurse I, I am vaccinated for some things like that I got when I was a child mm-hmm. you know things that have have decades of studies attached to them you know I I don't think that the government had any right or has any right to tell people to do that I will never forgive the... Don't get me wrong. I fucking hate the government anyway. Uh So it's not like it's really changing a lot of my mind, but I think it's gross to have people put in a position where they have to go against their morals. Whatever, Whatever the cause is. Like if someone sat you down and made you eat fucking... You know, all the shit That's that you can That's completely different. Eat. Okay, okay. Are you ready? You know? Are you ready? <laughs> so first of all, no one hates the government more than me. I am an anarchist, and I would like to see all hierarchical systems of power abolished. Completely. I have... There, no one hates the government more than me. That being said, let's go back to what makes a good person. A good person is someone who does not want to inflict harm on others. Okay. Vaccines are not for you. They're for protecting the overall population. They're for protecting vulnerable people. They're for... They're for Preventing the pandemic from spreading and getting worse. So when you're getting vaccinated, even if, okay, fine, I'm perfectly healthy, I don't need it. Yeah, everyone fucking else does. And guess what? If you don't want to get the vaccine, you don't have to get it. But if you want to go and interact with other people who you might kill, then you've got to do something to protect them. And yes, that's a completely reasonable request to make. And as an anarchist, I was pro-mask before the government ever told anyone to wear masks. I was like, oh, there's a global pandemic? We should be wearing masks because that is a reasonable thing to do because it prevents the spread of the pandemic. And then the government was like, hey, guess what? Everyone should wear masks. I was like, yeah, all the smart people already knew that. Because anarchists act for the greater good regardless of whether someone's telling us to do it or not. All of my anarchist friends who hate the government more than anyone, they're all the ones who have been pro-mask and pro-vax this entire time because they are logical people who understand that acting for the greater good is more fucking important than your own little worries and insecurities and conspiracy bullshit theories about whatever the fuck that you think the vaccine is, which, by the way, are all ridiculous because it's not even the government who has decided the vaccine is good. It's a global team of scientists. It's like the, the amount of scientists who have agreed upon this vaccine being safe. There's, there's so many of them that it would be impossible for them to actually be conspiring. And if you actually think that, you are not a smart person. I don't think I don't think a large portion of the people like I don't know if you're branding me a conspiracy theorist, but I'm not. The people that are are branded conspiracy theorists, mm-hmm. like they don't think that. Well, I can't speak for everybody, but I think a large portion. You know, I have friends who are all over the map with this issue. Uh huh. And I like I don't hear most of them saying like I think they believe the scientists that are behind this, mm-hmm. you know, and believe what the scientists are saying. Mm-hmm. There's other scientists that are saying other things. You could you could but literally it's, it's such Google. A small, it's such a small minority. You can yeah. you can find anything on Google. Yeah, there's always gonna be someone saying something. You but know, again, but it's the as global, the, as the, the media consensus. works, the truth is generally you know not the main thing that you hear, right? Like that's and just I, how I, the media I, I, I is. I agree with that. And I think that like it's it's an unfortunate age that we live in, where there is so much misinformation, and that's what's leading to 
these giant groups of people who are so unbelievably off the mark. But um, as someone who, again, I've never trusted the government, I've never trusted the media, and it's like I... I used to I used to be okay with saying that I'm a conspiracy theorist, and now I would never say that because I don't want to be lumped in with, with these groups of extremists. And the thing is, there are people who are conspiring against us. They're called the 1%, but it's not a secret, and we know about it. So all of these people who are fighting against these insane conspiracies that don't make sense, if we all got together and actually fought the actual villains, we could make positive change. And I think that's what frustrates me the most about these people who are at this freedom rally and putting all this energy into screaming about this stuff. It's like, if we just dismantled capitalism, buddy, like, your life and all of our lives would be a million billion times easier and the pandemic wouldn't have even have become as big of an issue as it has because one of the biggest problems with the pandemic is that, first of all, the vaccines were patented, which they shouldn't have been, and so that meant that it wasn't getting into underprivileged nations. And that's how we keep getting new strains, is that these underprivileged nations who aren't vaccinated, that's where the new strains are coming from. If the vaccine was just made public domain and everybody had it, we'd probably already be over the whole pandemic. And then there's also the point that, again, capitalism, everyone's being forced to work. And especially when, you know, we're in the middle of a huge wave and like it's they're they're publicly saying, yeah, it's super dangerous to go out. Don't hang out with your friends. Don't see your family, blah, blah, blah. But do go to work. Yeah, that's fucking insane. We shouldn't be going to work like so there's there's a million problems with how the pandemic was handled. There's a million things that are worth criticizing. And there's so many things we should be fighting against. But I just don't, the people who are putting their energy into fighting that, I deem as being very selfish people. And I deem as being people who are not good at actually, actually, like they say they do their quote unquote own research, but they just read like the same few things from the same few people and call that research. If you actually know how to do actual research, you know, first of all, how to look for sources. You first of all know how to like actually see who's saying this, where, like, and why, and, and, and like, what are they basing it on? And then also how many people are saying it. So again, sure, you can find one or two scientists who are like, yeah, the vaccine's bad. But like, how many fucking hundreds of thousands are like, no, it's good. So it's like, again, it's like, sure, you can find anyone saying anything, but you don't just follow that one nut job who's ranting alone in his truck. You fucking, like, actually look into it and think about it. So A, be smarter. B, <laughs> don't be a dick. Not so, you. I'm, I'm like, going to be honest, whole... like, you've probably judged hundreds of thousands of people you've never met and that's just not something like like just like i just i'm not i'm not for that you know i just there's so many things that i disagree with your you know and i i respect your opinion mm -hmm. i just uh i don't think everybody that's for you know any cause i don't think everybody that supports trump is stupid or a horrible person i don't think anybody that is pro vaccine is an idiot or anybody or everybody that is anti abortion is a fucking asshole like i don't know everybody yeah. do i am i anti abortion no i'm like i'm pro whatever the fuck you want to do stop telling me what the fuck to do and i don't like judging people so you know, when I see shitty people, I let them know. When you saw the, the trucker freedom convoy, you mostly saw all, you know, when people are trying to say, oh, the people that are, you know, trying to paint this thing as a bad thing, you're going to you're gonna get a lot of, uh, you know, the spray painting of the, the Nazis and the flag waving. What you're not going to get is those same Nazis getting punches in the face and other people fucking cleaning up oh, their Nazi yeah. symbols. You're not going to get as much as that, you so know, because that's not those what Nazis weren't getting punched media. in the face at that people rally like until the anarchists showed up. 
people like negativity way more than they like fucking positivity, whether they fucking admit it or not. That's the shit they fucking click on, you know? So, so like, I don't think everybody there was bad. I don't think you're a horrible person if you got vaccinated. I don't think you're a horrible person if you're not. I don't give a fuck. I I just don't think that, you know, uh, like, I, fuck, I... I'm anti-government. I don't think so that I, they should so be telling I. me what to do. I'm totally I don't mean. think anybody should really be telling me what to do except mm-hmm. for me. I'm not mm-hmm. hurting anybody. If I that's was being a shit person, that's the thing. about being unvaccinated. You are you know? hurting people. That's the thing. I I that's don't know. I think there's lots of diseases that you know have been more contagious that we haven't taken. You know the precautions that were taken for COVID. I think that should have been taken for AIDS, one hundred percent. I think that since the vaccines rolled out, most of the people that have died of COVID have been vaccinated. You know, I just don't think that there's enough. That's I'm also true. a man That's of science. I'm also a man of science. It's not true that most think, people who have died have been vaccinated. That is 100% like so off base. That's not even. I really don't true. think there's enough time for um, for anybody. Like no matter what you say, there has there hasn't been enough time for us to be confident that these are safe vaccines. There's they're just there hasn't. actually there actually is because. They've been developing think, this type of vaccine technology is, for a long time. They had already started developing it because there was other types of SARS viruses. So it's not a brand new vaccine technology. It's actually one that the best scientists in the world have been working on for a very long time. And when COVID came around, they already had this vaccine technology figured out. All they had to do was tweak it to pinpoint it for the specific strain of SARS. However, it's not a brand new concept. And also, they devoted all the best scientists in the world and so much funding to it. So that's also why it was able to happen more quickly than the development of other um, like See, remedies I don't, because I don't know. there that isn't as much sense. there aren't as much resources being devoted to them. That logic doesn't make sense it because of does. how the you know, the variants have played out. If we had like if we were already there and we were so close to this one, we should have been that much closer to the variants and stuff like that and been able to nip them. But before, again, every variant you know? is different. So that's why they already had the vaccine know, technology. They had to make it work for the yeah, first time. Yeah, but they always had vaccine technology. No, but not. So this, like, this particular type. So this particular type of vaccine technology is different than old vaccines, for example, like for any of the other, like the ones that we were all vaccinated for as a kid. That is a different type of vaccine technology. This one was developed for the SARS virus which does affect you differently. So it's actually like a different type of vaccine. So, but again, they had been working on this type for a long time. And again, yes, COVID comes out. It's a slightly different strain of SARS than the one they've been working with. So they've got to tweak it to work with the COVID strain. Yes, now there's new strains. And again, we wouldn't keep having new strains if the vaccines were more more widely distributed. Because the reason why we're getting new strains is that every time somebody contracts the virus, it morphs and mutates. And that's how you wind up with new strains. Okay, so let me ask you this. As an anarchist, a punk rocker, a fucking, uh, you know, anti, uh, maybe authorian or government, For whatever, sure, 100%, yeah. you know, like you don't understand why people would, you, you're, you've admittedly saying like yourself, it's a newer vaccine. And what like, I mean, SARS didn't happen too long ago, right. even, even from that point, if we're even like, I'll go with you from that point mm-hmm. till now mm-hmm. still isn't long. Do you know what I mean? Again, compared to every other vaccine. So I'm just asking you, like, you don't understand why someone would question that and not want to do that? You don't understand? Okay, I do. I you do. don't have to be for it, but I, like, I do understand why people question the government. And that's why, and again, it's like, you know, you're saying, well, I'm judging all these people. Anyone in my life who's anti-vax, I've sat down and had conversations with them about it. I'm not, like, kicking them out of my life. I'm not oh, saying, yeah, like, I'm not saying get fucked. I'm like, no, let's sit down and talk about this, but here's all the reasons why what you're saying doesn't make sense. 
But I get why you would want to question the government. I really do. And, th and I, that's also why I'm saying it's so dangerous that we live in this age of misinformation because I think, yes, you should question authority. Yes, people are conspiring against us and we should be concerned about that. For sure. Um, so I understand why people have that train of thought. But then what I'm saying is what the, what gets lost in translation there is like, okay, sure, it's good to question things, but then, but then where are you getting your information? And where most people are then getting it is not reliable sources. And then they're jumping to conclusions that don't actually make sense and, and that don't benefit the greater good. So as an anarchist, and all true anarchists believe this, is that if we were to actually abolish the government and we were to actually have a functioning anarchist society, that would rely on everybody thinking on behalf of the greater good. That's the only way you can abolish authority and have a functioning society where everyone isn't just murdering each other, is we have to collectively agree that we're going to act on behalf of the greater good. What is, one for, what is good for one is good for all. And so, again, with the vaccine, it's like, you're not doing it for yourself. You're doing it for the greater good of society. You're not doing it for the government. You're not doing it for whoever's telling you. No one's telling Well, yeah. Not, no I don't think you, we need to all agree to be like. Don't get me wrong. I think the shitheads and the assholes need to get their their due. I think but that if like, you don't, I don't like the government, then I think you do to have get to agree. Along, I think you if know? you, I think if you, if you don't want a government, then yes, you do have to agree to get. We're along. never going to not have a government. Yeah. It's like saying like, oh, let's get rid of guns. Obviously, the best thing would be to never have guns. We mm -hmm. know that, but like, yeah. I just. It's going to be hard to get rid of guns. Yeah. yeah, you know, it's yeah. just like the government's not going anywhere. Um, I didn't you know? say that. It's definitely hard to get rid of guns. Uh, oh, you think the government will go before guns? It's po it's very possible, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. There's no reason it can't happen. I would love to, like... And like see, here's the thing. If the guns go, the government's not going. There are... See, the, like, the, real, the, the biggest problem really is just that, like... Uh, because everything's so connected globally now, it's pretty much like the America America would have to fall as a superpower before other countries are going to have any hope in hell of mobilizing. Because what's happening right now is there's been tons of countries who have managed to overthrow their corrupt governments. But what happens is America swoops in, pretends to save the day, and then they just take over that country. Yeah. And that's happened over and over and over again. So that's what would happen again now. And so pretty much America needs to fall as a superpower, and then the rest of us have a hope in hell of attaining any kind of freedom. Um... But it is possible, and it's, uh, to, as far as I'm concerned, it's worth fighting for. And it's worth fighting to not only work towards a place where we don't have a government, and again, it's like, all the anarchists I know, like, largely are not violent people. Like, yeah, will we step up and punch a Nazi if we have to? 100% yes. But we're not actively out, like, seeking violence. We're out seeking positive change, and we're out seeking positive change for the greater good. And we're out, most anarchists are out doing charitable things. We're out doing mutual aid. We're out fucking, you know, like... Like, right, we're going to bring it home now. It's, we're here, like, I got it. the whole point <laughs> of it is that we're helping each other. That's the whole point of anarchy. So I feel like hating the government and also acting selfishly, to me, don't go together. Those are two separate things to me. I think you can't do both. Because if you hate the government and you want to be selfish, then what you're saying is you want a very horrifying world to live in. Yeah, but don't, like, I, I just think that we could have two different versions of what selfish is. And we could both be right. Okay, so all the non-vaccinated people could just go in their own little you know? camp and not affect all the, the rest of us. All the, the non-vaccinated people, you guys can just all go in your own little little camp and no, not affect I, the rest I, of us. I because, don't think it's going to make a difference. Because if you're hanging out with other people, then yeah, but I don't think it's it going to make selfish. a difference. I think COVID is just going to be in in three years. We're going to five years. We're going to look back 
on this time and be like, wow, we really blew that out of proportion. COVID's, COVID's going right? to be COVID's um, going to be another flu. Do you, another think all fucking, the, do you think all the hundreds of thousands of people who lost family members are just going to look back in three years and say, oh, wow, look, we blew that look, out of proportion. Look, I, I, oh, yeah, my, my fucking see, kid's dead, but we sure blew see, that out of proportion. See, now you're just trying to make me feel bad. I, I'm like, yeah, I am. Because you should. <laughs> no, but like people die of illnesses. Like people die. Someone died of cancer an hour ago. Do you feel bad for them? Of it's like, do. don't get me wrong. That's wrong. And like, obviously that sucks, but it's like, I feel bad for them. it's like, there's no, like people die all the time so you just for other something... things. And we're only paying attention to COVID. So you just feel like, you I just <laughs> think it's going to be a regular thing in five years. You it's going to be like every me. cancer, AIDS, uh, hepatitis, whatever other fucking people die from. It's just mm. going to be another thing. No one makes a big deal about those things, so but then a new disease comes along. People do make you know? big deals about those things for sure. Yeah. And but so, I mean so like, you just told me that I shouldn't judge. Any, I be, you just told me I shouldn't judge anybody because you like everybody. And then you went on to tell me you don't care about all of these people who die all the time. So which is I it? Do you never, like everyone or do you I'm not I'm going to show you the tape. I never said, dying. I never said I don't care. Okay. You just did. No, I said that like people die all the time and it's bad that they die. But like, it's not like, it's not, it's not directly affecting me, man. Like, so, yeah, exactly. You know? So it's, again, selfish. It's not directly affecting I don't, you. I don't, I... I, I, don't know, I don't know what to tell so what you, man. what about all those people who you like and care okay, about? Okay, but what about all the people that have had, you know, what about those those people that have had family members die from the vaccine? You don't care yeah. about them. Um, what a piece so of shit you are, Bones. Once again, it's about looking at everything <sighs> in a fucking grander scheme. Yeah, and that, that percentage has, is so... That percentage everyone has is a different... So Small. So okay, again, so you go tell those people that had family members die to take the vaccine and come right. at them with your argument, and you're not going to understand. So again, yes, that's that's sad. It's you're terrible. both right. The, but, the thing is, you're both right. But it, it's comparing. You, you just need to learn how to live with people that disagree it's, it's with you. It's logically you know? comparing the odds and saying, okay, we all take the vaccine and point zero zero one three of people will die, or we don't take the vaccine and fucking uh, like a way larger number of people are going to die. It's that whole like. The, are the, they though? It's the whole, yes, they already have. Hundreds of thousands of people have already died of COVID. I don't Hundreds think there's anything that you could show me that would prove the vaccine prevented any any people dying. It's 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 been proven time and time again I by the fact know, that man. the majority of the people in the hospital are unvaccinated. That is that is statistically true. Has. That is statistically true. I don't know, man. I, it, I again, so you don't think that, but again, I'm actually looking at logic and statistics and reason. So that's yeah, the but difference. Yeah, everyone like like you're. Uh, you're, you don't have inf access to information I don't have. You know, it's not like you're sitting there with all these like grand fucking right. you know master I would plans, just say that and I, I don't have spent more time reading about it. I, I don't know. I think you maybe have an opinion going into it, and so maybe you, you know, find things that cater to your opinion. Again, I dude, I I, you know? I don't like the government either, and I question everything too. So I formed this opinion based on logic and reason. I did not form this opinion because the government told me to. I don't know. For me, logic and reason is always in the middle, and it doesn't seem like you're very much in the middle. On How this, is that? On this, on this... Being in the middle is not logical. That's just being I fucking apathetic. That's just called. That's just called like not even caring enough about anything to even try. I I don't know. I don't think centrists are like honestly almost worse. I don't think extremists. it is to just be because like, they're just complacent. I again again being no in the middle is like being a quote unquote. Good I'm a very cop. opinion that's like, person. That's and like I'm, you know. I just don't think. <laughs> see, I'm not coming at it from like left or right. That's not how I come at things. Mm -hmm. You know, I like to just talk with people and yeah. see how people are and see how people treat other people and except for all those people who are dead, so, you don't care about that. 
I obviously care about people that have died. I know people that have died. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's not, it's not even a joke to me. I'm just saying, like, what about all the other ways people are dying? More people have so, died from things than COVID. And so all the other illnesses are not as contagious and not as deadly. And also we are, and also we are COVID fighting. COVID is not also deadly. We are fighting though, to cure. We are it's fighting to cure. Deadly. Like it's not like we don't try to find cures for other illnesses. Like if you came did. at it and and we were like real, it was really actually like high, like really deadly. It is. It's really not. So though, many man. people have died. Oh man, the percentage of people that have got it and that have died. You're telling me. That it's not on the lower end? Of what? Compared of, to what? Of like, like genocide? any pandemic. And those vaccines, guess what? Every other pandemic, they developed vaccines for them. That's why we don't have those illnesses anymore. We t- What illness? Ah, man. Again, not the same vaccines that cured polio, or if that's where you're coming right. from. So, and like, there's no point? science to back anything. And how long do you think they just developed the polio vaccine? Would you have taken that? Would this? you have taken that if you were in, in the midst of the polio pandemic? Possibly. I took this. You're talking to me like I didn't take it. I did take it. You know? Yeah. I'm just pissed because it wasn't my choice. Well, my girlfriend, was, my girlfriend had, had it. Had my job. girlfriend has it. Yeah. And I don't have it. She's a, she's a fucking scientist. Yeah. We live perfectly happy together, Bones. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, so she, wait, it's, you're saying she has, she doesn't have the vaccine. She got it way before oh, okay, me, yeah, yeah. before we were supposed to get it. She yeah. got it when she could get it because she wanted to get it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So like. I'm telling you that if you disagree, you can get along with people. Yeah, it's not I'm about being you. like, you think my way or you're a piece of shit. I don't believe that, man. Yeah. You know, I think people are pieces of shit in every group. You know what I mean? I and think like, there's... The way that this whole conversation started was I told you <laughs> that the people who I was talking to about the trucker rally, they agreed with me that it was racist and dissociated themselves from the rally. They're still anti-vax and I still talk to them. I'm reminding you that that's how this conversation oh, I, started. I don't think that's how this that conversation you're a super started. judgmental. Like, I'm not, I, I don't think you're like super far end. Yeah. I just think we disagree here. Right. Like, I'm not acting like, you seem like a reasonable, we've been having this discussion for like an hour yeah. disagreeing with each other, yeah. you know? I'm still sitting here. So this is what I, I said like five minutes ago that <laughs> I wanted to bring it back to this because okay. what you said, I just remember now. Okay. Okay, so what is your your whole thing about anarchy? Mm-hmm. My whole thing about what anarchy. What is like the whole, no, no, not the whole thing, but what is like your main key thing about anarchists or for the greater good, right? So, yeah. Um, okay, so do you not think, what would you tell one of your friends if they were like (laughs) or just anybody they don't even have to be your friend Mm -hmm. just someone that's like young and like no is aware of all the shit you said and all the shit i've said and Mm -hmm. is like i'm gonna fucking become a cop yeah like i'm gonna fucking change it you just gonna be like nah man don't try don't try anything because lots of people could say exactly what you're saying about the government or just I said, about. I've seen people do that, but it, but with well, I've seen people do that with cops and with the military, and in both cases they just turned it into douchebags because those systems corrupt you. Yeah, but I just I, I don't know. So you're just you're just so, saying and, don't and again, try. Um, I don't am try. saying try, and again, it's like I spent my whole life fighting activist movements, and I'm doing things all the time, and again, mostly, mostly nonviolent things that are you like see, your heart's in the right. Like the, it's like basically what what real anarchists are doing is we're working to we're already building a system that will suffice without the government. We've already got these mutual aid networks in place. We're already learning how to live sustainably, help each other, like exist in a way that's cooperative, exist in a way that's benefiting the greater good. We're all learning that and practicing that already. So we're already building the world that we want. And when the government's abolished, 
we're going to be fine. Everyone else is going to go fucking crazy for sure because they've all been fucking conditioned to get in this dog-eat-dog mentality. But again, that's what I'm fighting to get away from personally and to hopefully convince as many people as possible to get away from because the more we shift to a mentality where we're all considering the greater good, the better the world's going to be. Whether we ever even get to the point where we ultimately abolish the government or not, that's still the ultimate mentality. Okay. And your mentality and that cop who wants to go and become a police officer Mm -hmm. is the exact same. Do you right. get that? And, and, you're and just coming at it from different angles. And I do. You know, and, and it's even, like your paths, all the things that you've gone through in your life have led you to be like, I'm going to approach this this way. And mm-hmm. I don't think that either of you are wrong. Uh, most cops I've met are dicks, like I said. You know, like, I've been I've been assaulted by cops. You I, know? Have, I have. Oh, me too. Like, Many times. I've had friends who became cops and I did, I did stay friends with them for a while. Uh, and I had friends who joined the military, and I'm also adamantly opposed to the military. And I yeah. and I stayed friends with them for a while. And honestly, over time, like I said, the system corrupts them. Like See, that's the thing with the military too. It's like I get like the idea of going into that. That's why, like a lot, like for me, it's like the actual foot soldiers. I have so much respect for them. I think maybe they're thinking of it. Like obviously, we think of it differently because I would never go and and do murder another I'm, human being. Just you know, to protect but your like capitalist overlords. But like I. Like, in some way, their heart is in the good place. I think the evildoers are the ones telling them what to do. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, I... Uh, okay, so I also <laughs> had my, my second encounter with a good cop. I was super poor and just paid my rent. Didn't have any money for food, all right? Mm-hmm. And I literally had maybe like three or four bucks. Mm-hmm. And went to Sobeys and, like, jacked a bunch of shit. Like, nice. I mean, like, I got, a like, lasagna in my pants and, like, <laughs> was stuffing things, like, yeah. you know, grabbed a couple packets of sauce, like, just things that I could add water to. And then I actually bought a couple That's things of pasta. That's what you do. I was going to say, you have to be smart when you're stealing. You at least you know? look like you're buying something. So yeah. I bought a couple things of pasta and I used, like, the rest of my money for that. And then I had other things that I could add to the pasta. And it was good. I could eat yeah. for a few days, you yeah. know? And then when I was checking out... After I paid for the pasta, somebody like approached me and was like, do you have anything you haven't paid for? And I was like, no, like I just got this. And they're yeah. like, well, we saw you with this, this, and then you all of a sudden didn't have it. For future uh, reference, that's when you run because cashiers are run. legally allowed no, to chase No, it wasn't you. a cashier. Oh, okay. I did. I've run before. Believe yeah. me, I've been in situations <laughs> where I've ran, but this, yeah. there was literally no, like right. there was store employees and then there was the security guard okay. and it was just like literally nothing and yeah, I was and I like think all right it's the look, actual security guard like, they are allowed to chase you it's you, just not if it's a cashier you give me the stuff and like and that's so why I was like showing him the packs and stuff he's like all right you got to come in the office so I went in the office and I, you know when the cops got there I'm taking like the frozen things out and I they had a big garbage can in the office and he went out to talk to the cop so I took all the other stuff that he didn't know about and I hid it under, <laughs> underneath the garbage bag in the garbage can. Nice. And so I ended up only getting like caught with like the little packets of sauce. Nice. And Smart. Then, and then I was in the car and I was on probation at this time. Oh, right? fuck. And the cop was like, hey, like, do you have any money on you? And I was like, man, like, I don't. Like, if I had money, like, I wouldn't be stealing this shit. Like, I bought yeah. this pasta to eat with the sauce. Yeah. You know, and he's like, Oh, like, I'm going to, uh, like, I see you're on probation. 
but I can't see what your conditions are. Have you ever been on probation? Mm-hmm. So every probation order, it says keep a peace and be a good behavior. Yeah. Every single one. It's mm-hmm. like the generic. Sometimes that's the only condition on your thing. Yeah, yeah. But it's always on there. And he's like, yeah, like, uh, I'm just going to see what your conditions are. And he legitimately, like, fake called, Aww. like, the station. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, man, I couldn't get an answer, so I'm going to let you go just, like, next time. So that... He was painting himself to look good there, but in actuality... That was good, though. When, no, no, so when you get caught stealing from a store, it's up to the store, it's discretion whether or not they decide to press charges against you. It's not up to the cop whether or not you get charged. The store chooses whether or not to press charges against you. If you have less than X amount of items stolen, they're not going to do it because it costs them more money to press charges against you than it does for the, the amount that you have well, stolen. But this is for someone not so, on probation. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not entirely sure how the probation um, charges impact that, but but the cop does not choose whether or not to charge you for theft of private property. It's the it's the person that you've stolen from that chooses whether or not to charge you with that with that theft. So the cop was pretending to be nice. It was actually probably really the store. That, and this cop was probably more just trying to scare you and be like, you know, I could fuck you up right now, but I'm not gonna. That's what's that. That's how I, that's how I perceive that story. No, I'm on probation. Mm-hmm. I get caught stealing. Mm-hmm. He doesn't need anything else. I'm breaking my probation conditions. Yeah. He doesn't need any permission from the store. Yeah, I guess store. that's not keeping the peace. I guess you're right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Either way. I'm, do- I'm not even he's saying... Still co- he's still complicit in the system. My, my, my original <sighs> argument still stands. I just I just don't know, man. I think there's there's some people in there that are trying to break, that break the walls down from one the... homeless person just for not having a house. Yeah, but that's just assuming, you know? <laughs> that's assuming the worst. I don't assume the best, and I don't assume the worst. You yeah, know? um, like most cops, like depending what jurisdiction you're in, but they most have, most of them have a quota to meet. So they have oh, to. Oh, but come on, just arrest. just say that was nice. What he did for me was <laughs> All right. nice. All right. He could have been a douche, but I'm that gonna, was nice. I'm gonna call it lucky. <laughs> <laughs> I felt real lucky, yo. I'll be real. I felt mad lucky. I'm gonna call it lucky. All right, yo. I'm for serious shit. Oh fuck. Let's get into top five. All right. All right. Ah, fuck. That was intense. You better fucking hug me at the end of this shit. <laughs> um, do you want to hug right now? Do let's do like it. Let's fucking break hug the, it out. Break bones. the tension. All right. All right. All right. Um, what do you want to start with? So top fives. Uh, let's go with uh, my top five favorite bands. All right. I feel like we're gonna have heavily different bands. Oh yeah. Yeah, and you might make fun of one of my bands, but I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Is that um, just going to start a new argument? No, I don't care. <laughs> this kind of shit is like, it's all just, I mean, as much as, now I'm, as now much I'm... as, you know, um, music is math, it's also art. So I just feel like at the end of the day, like, and we both agree it's that whatever we, we you like. We both agree that we hate pop music. So I think we're, we're good on yeah, that. We're starting off good. Yeah. Right. You want to go first? Sure. All right. Do it up. Uh, number one. So my favorite bands change all the time, like anyone's. Yeah. But the one I think that always stays the same, like no matter, like if you asked me like last month or in six months, I'd probably have a different top five. But the one that's always going to be in there, always, always, always is The Clash. Because that was my first band that I like truly fell in love with. You know, when I was younger, there was like, when I was a kid, there was some bands I enjoyed. Mm-hmm. But when I was, I think it was like 13 years old, I found The Clash and it just fucking impacted me in such an intense way that nothing will ever impact me that intensely I don't think ever again because I at that point in time I had never really heard punk at all like maybe I'd heard Green Day but you know what I mean it was like it wasn't uh yeah I didn't know about it really and and my whole life I've always had these very anti-authoritarian 
ideals. Since I was literally a child, I have questioned the system. I started skipping school in kindergarten, and I am not kidding you. I would, I would at recess, I would run to the fence, hop it, and just run away. And I was four. I had nowhere to go. Like, I'd run, and then I would just run until, like, I don't know, I'd get to, like, a park and sit down and be like, well, uh, not at school. I'm in trouble. Uh, yeah, they eventually come find yeah, me because yeah. a missing kid is pretty is a pretty big deal. <laughs> and then, and eventually, I had my own sign up sheet in the office, and none of the other kids did. I was the only one, and I had to sign in every day at the start of the day and after every recess to make sure that I hadn't just run away again. Um, so I always questioned the system, and obviously, you know, my parents and teachers and everyone always told me that I was crazy for doing so. And then I found the clash, and Joe Strummer was like, no, the system is fucked. And I was like, I knew it, you know? And to have someone who was, like, an adult and was, like, respected, and he was saying all the things that I'd been thinking this whole time, and I was like, I'm not crazy. It's, this is legitimate. Like, these are legitimate things to think. Um, and then, yeah, just, you know, musically, like, they're so influential in so many ways. Like, they're one of the first punk bands ever, but then they were also, like, they, throughout their albums, they amalgamated so many different influences and in such an interesting way that I feel like no other band has really done exactly what they did. So even though they only have like five albums and I don't even necessarily listen to them that often anymore, to me, they're just always going to be like... Yeah, they played the biggest so role. So important. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. So The Clash. Uh, number two, I'll say Motorhead. I feel like that doesn't even need much of an explanation. Just fucking Motorhead. That's my explanation. <laughs> Motherfucking motor. I mean... Forefathers of punk and metal, and just badass, coolest fucking rock and roll gods of all time. So, Motorhead, um, number three, I'll get a little bit less mainstream and say Voivod, who I think should be better known than they are. So, they're a Canadian thrash metal band. They've been around since, I want to say 82, 81 or 82. Um... They have like 15 albums and all of the albums are good and not even okay I said they're Canadian thrash metal band that's like too uh, That's oversimplifying them because they started off as like a thrash and speed metal kind of band And then they over the years got more like progressive And they have a lot of really they have a lot of albums that are really weird and really complex like complex And normally I don't like music that's overly weird and complex because I find it can often just be like wanky Like a lot of like I don't really like a lot of prog and I don't really like a lot of like tech metal like I just find it's too like I don't know. Yeah, wanky. You're just trying too hard to like prove that you can play well, and it removes like the like the feeling. Yeah. But Voivod does it well, where their music is complex, it's proggy, it's weird, but it's also still good, <laughs> and they always have a really good message. Like they're very very anarchist and very intelligent, and have just amazing lyrics. And and I've met them several times, and they're like the nicest dudes. But they've been around since the beginning, so everybody was credits like the big four for inventing thrash metal. Everyone's like Megadeth, Metallica. Slayer, Anthrax, people argue sometimes that it should be Exodus instead of Slayer, but in any case, those are all American bands, and people ignore that there was like a bunch of Canadian bands doing the same shit at the same time. You had Razor, you had fucking Sacrifice, uh, who else, Annihilator, um, and Voivod, and like all these bands that overlooked, and there was like German bands doing the same thing at the same time. You had Creator, you had Sodom, like there's so many bands that were like doing this sound, but like America always gets all the credit, which is so annoying and dumb. And Canadian art in of every type always gets overlooked in every single field ever. Um, yeah. So Voivod is like amazing, and they deserve way more credit than they get. Uh, yeah. So Voivod. <laughs> so where are we at? That was number three. Number four. Um, I'm gonna throw in another Canadian band who's even lesser known. Uh, but probably one of my current favorite bands. They're called Metallion. And they're... 
They're also out of Quebec. Voivod's Quebecois, so is Metallian. They are, like, you wouldn't know them, because no one does, but they're, <laughs> they're one of the best fucking metal bands that's, like, ever existed. They're more, like, New Wave of British Heavy Metal, um, and Thrash and, and New Wave British Heavy Metal are probably, like, my two favorite subgenres of metal. But it's, like, like that Judas Priesty type of metal. Yeah. Um, but they're, like, they're so, so talented. They're so, they're such good players, and they write such good songs. But I think the reason why they're not, well, they're not better known, A, because they're Canadian, but then they also are just like the chillest, most like humble guys you'll ever meet in your life. And I find most people who play metal, especially that are on that level, who are that good and that technical, like they tend to get an ego. And not even just metal, every, every, every genre, every kind of music. Like once you get to a certain level, of, at a certain level of ability, you like get an ego about it. But the Italian guys, nah, they're just like, they're just the chillest, most like lax dudes. And they would never toot their own horn over anything. And they still play like dive bars and DIY <laughs> spaces and just like dirty fucking punk basements and you know what I mean they're just like no ego about them but I honestly think that they're one of the best metal bands going right now so yeah Metallion um and for number five I'm gonna put three bands at number five <laughs> and I'll explain why I'm going to put Death Obituary and Morbid Angel at number five um, because they were all... And so the, and then I just finished saying how I hate that American bands get all the credit and then these guys were American and they're credited for inventing death metal. But but that Florida death metal sound is just like the best... Like that era of Florida death metal is like just some of the best fucking... And, and death metal is not one of my favorite types of metal necessarily. I don't mm. listen to a lot of modern death metal. But those specific bands, their early albums, I've listened to those albums probably more times than I've listened to any other any other album. And those are the kind of albums, like, any of the first albums by, yeah, Death of Bitchery, Morbid Angel. Di they always say that, like, Diocide's one of the, the, of the other big four. I never got as into them. I don't even know if it's pronounced Diocide or Deicide. That's how much I don't care about them. But, <laughs> but those three, you can put on any of the early albums, any time of day, any mood I'm in, any, any situation, and I'd be like, yes! <laughs> They're so good. Uh, and I couldn't just pick one of them because I like them all equally, so they're all tied at five. Okay. <laughs> I oh, pronounce... I gotta do an honorable mention, too. What okay, you, what go you ahead. Say? Go ahead, go ahead. I feel like I have to include at least one goth band, because I'm listening to, like... I've listened to goth music my whole life, but the past few years I've been listening to primarily goth music, so it'd be weird to not put a goth band in my top five. But then I don't even know which band. I'm gonna say... Let's go with... Echo and the Bunnymen. Okay. I'm done. Don't know them. Um, I forgot what I was going to say, <laughs> but it doesn't matter. Uh, all right. So I am going with my favorite band. Is They've been around for a long time. Originally, they were signed to like Britney Spears' label. <laughs> Britney Spears had a label? So, well, like the label own? she was on, Jive. Oh, okay. And so like they, they released like a small EP... And then they were signed to a major label, like, right away. And then they dealt with, like, a lot, a lot of shit. They're a very, like, hybrid style. Like, I'm I'm a big new metal guy, for real. Okay. Yeah. But, like, um, they kind of went through shit with Jive. And they weren't willing to really make what Jive wanted. They got dropped. And then they got, they signed to Kosh. And... Okay. 
they thought it was going to be something, and then they were put on all these restrictions, so they released this album that was restrictions, like... Restrictions, how do you mean? Like the Just label? like things that they couldn't do, oh, right, you okay. know? Yeah, and yeah. so they released this album that was like one of the most vulgar albums you'll let. Like some like Just real like... Just to piss the label off? Yeah. Yeah, I love that. And so they got dropped from it. Yeah. And it's kind of uh, like that album's a little more... Like their style is like really like funky hip-hop, like like hard rock like that's it but they branch off into like reggae and ska and like like a lot of different shit okay but uh yeah that album was like mostly like a like a hip-hop album with i can't even say that actually anyways so then since then they've been doing like all their shit independently and it's just been killer this is them head pe what are they called head pe okay head, head planet earth okay and like never heard of them same with what you were saying about the egos it's like Super, uh, they came to tr uh, Toronto like a few years ago. Well, actually, like two years in a row. And like the first time they were at Opera House. And then like they were just kind of like hanging. They like travel in like an RV together and shit like that. And they yeah. have a little merch thing attached to the back. And they nice. were like eating there. They had like their first poutine like beside me and my boy and shit. Nice. And it was like super, super dope. And then really they came fun? back. They're from California. Okay. Uh, Huntington Beach and then the second time I can't remember what it was but it was it was ah, fuck a venue that's on top of another venue and it's a rock like it's usually like you know uh, lesser known artists from around go there ah, fuck I really hard luck Maybe. Is, it, is there hard luck yeah. on, uh, somewhere? Yeah, there's, I think there's that, hard luck in Toronto. It's, and it's like above, like you have to go up a set of stairs to get to the venue. Yeah. yeah. I think that might have been where it is. And so I'm walking up to it and like the singer of the band's getting out and he's fucking Paul. And his name's Paulo. Okay. But like his stage name is something else. But I didn't realize his real name was Paul. Oh, okay. And so like he remembered my name and I just thought it was like, yo, the singer of my favorite band like remembered me. Like, Aww. it's a pretty... Like, yeah, you know, but it's kind still, of corny and like a little fanboy kind of moment, but yeah. it's like, that's fucking cool, man, yeah. you know? Totally. So, like, they're just really, really, like, humble dudes and nice. play amazing music. That's right. Um, I, I respect the whole label thing. Like, I've known a few bands that have done that where, like, you get trapped in a contract you hate, so you just churn out, like, the worst shit ever just to piss them off. It's like, that's it's like not the even bad. thing ever. The it's thing is, like, it's not even bad. It's just, like, they basically talked about... And he even... It's, like, uh, like one of the lines but I could basically just sums up the album is, like, they say I can't talk about sex no more. Yeah. But that don't mean that I won't titty fucking wreck this hoe. <laughs> like, you know, it's that kind yeah. of... Like, they're coming at it from that, and they're, they're approaching it very head-on, and it wasn't, like... Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I it's know. not it's not like the the best deepest line, but like it's just fucking <laughs> punk rock and Respect. shit, you yeah, know? Yeah, like yeah. I love it. Yeah. Um Lincoln Park, my second, not much okay. to say about them. Yeah. My dog's named Chester Bennington. Okay. Uh Third one is You told I'm me your dog's say, name and I didn't even get the reference cuz yeah. that's how much I don't know Lincoln Park. Okay, it's okay. I, mean, I know who they are, but yeah. Um no, he passed away a few years ago, you know. Okay. And that's like you ever had a celebrity death like affect you ever? Yeah, like... It was, like, the only one. Him and Ultimate Warrior. I think for me, like, growing up, like, I watched a lot of my friends die because I was just, like, a street punk and, you know what I mean? So I think for me, it's, like, when somebody's dying, like, yes, I'm sad. When anyone dies, I'm sad. But it's, like, because I've already dealt with so much death on such a personal level. Mm -hmm. Kind of, like, when people die... I don't know. I don't get as upset about it as some people, I guess, because I'm almost, like, numb to it, I guess. Like, it is upsetting, but it's also, like, you know what I mean? It's just, yeah. like... It was weird like, for you're, like, me, you're, like, man. You're, like, yeah, that's a bummer, but you're not, like... I don't know, but I think the most recent one that did, like, actually get me to tear up was Norm MacDonald. Mm. Um, 
because like no one saw it coming, I think. I mean, but there's lots of dads you don't see coming, but I don't know. There was just like something about his, I think it was just the fact that he kept, like he had cancer and he kept it a secret. Mm-hmm. So then it was like when he did die, it was like then knowing like, oh, this poor guy's been suffering in silence, like alone. You know what I mean? It was mm-hmm. that whole like aspect of it that made it even heavier, I think. And then I don't know, but I, I did shed a tear. It wasn't by accident. Like, that though. was, you know, it was his intention. And like, you yeah, know, I respect it. I oh, no, totally. Like, yeah. Oh, mad respect for him. Like yeah. the, the most respect for him. Like, I think that's why it was just like that one did kind of hit me. Yeah. All right. So the next one, I don't really listen to a lot, but. Um, like, I guess maybe kind of similar to what you were saying about The Clash is like my first record that I ever bought was Green Day Kerplunk. Nice. And like, admittedly, their music has gone far south mm-hmm. as of late, as of uh, 10 years ago, late, yeah. you know, even maybe a little bit before that, but like... But they're still good for a pop band. Those fucking like first like four or five albums that they did like just the I love I could literally listen to every single one from front to back I still I still have those albums I'm not getting rid of them they're so good and uh so I I have to put them on there Limp Bizkit is my number four okay huge Limp Bizkit fan don't care about the hate in my mind Limp Bizkit and Linkin Park are the same band Wow, like that's they're how, so that's different. That's how much I know about them. I'm just See, like, this is <laughs> this is the thing. Like when you're going into like, don't get me wrong. Like I'm, I love metal too, so I yeah. wasn't like super ignorant to. But there's like a couple bands that I was unfamiliar. And you're talking about subgenres. I'm like, I don't know how deep she could go. Where I'm gonna keep <laughs> up with this. But like, you didn't lose me, but okay. you could have. Right. You know what I mean? So like, that's how like. Yeah, like, new metal is, like, its own thing for me, you know? And I have, like, the slipknots of new metal. And I have, you know, the right. heavier side and the hip-hoppier side. Right. And, like, the more electric side. And, like, so, like, yeah, for me, there's, there's sub-genres there's of defi- new metal. There's definitely sub-sub-genres, like, right. for sure. Because there's different yeah. types of thrash as well. Yeah, I, I feel you, yeah. Yeah, so Limp Bizkit is my number four. Uh, and then, um, I don't know if you're into reggae, but UB40... Okay. You gotta know who they I are. Know who they are. They, are they are the person, or the person. They are the band that people always think is Bob Marley for so many songs, like Red oh, yeah? Red Wine. Like yeah. they have the song. Oh, I, they have I, the I version of Red Red Wine. I would have known that. That yeah. is like, but everyone's always like Bob, and I'm like, no motherfuckers. And I saw <laughs> them like maybe like five years ago. The singer just passed away. Well, one of the singers, the main singer. Okay. So I mean, I'm just happy I got to see him. Yeah, yeah, I'm happy you got to see them too. That was actually, yeah, when you asked me if any celebrity deaths hit me, that was like, I did have one opportunity once to see Joe Strummer, and I I messed it up and didn't end up seeing him, and then he died Mm. shortly after, and that was Mm. one of those ones that I was like, fuck. Yeah, it was weird when Chess, because like, straight up, I would like, be online, like, yo, you didn't know this person, why does, and then that shit happened, and I'm just like, oh, fuck, all right, I get it a little bit, I don't even know why it affected me. Do you know what I mean? Like, I tried to, like, this is legit. And it might sound corny as fuck, but I don't care. It's the truth. Like, that day, I, when I got the news, I was at work. Mm-hmm. And, like, people were messaging me. Because they yeah. know, like, you saying, like, oh, your top five bands could change all the time. Yeah. And for sure, if you ask me this in six months, some of those might be different. Right. But Linkin Park and Head P.E. have always been the consistent, like, they are for sure never changing. Those are my bands. And, yeah. like... It just, it was weird. Like, I got emotional at work. Like, I'm a kind of, like, 
I'm very like hard on my sleeve, but like I'm not gonna cry in front of a bunch of people that like I'm not close with. And it was just like yeah. I'm gonna need a minute. Yeah. And I went. It was like, what there's the nothing, fuck is this? This is wrong weird. With that. It's, you know? yeah, it's just called human emotion. Yeah, it's weird though. You know, <laughs> no real. It's like our in, only in connection ways, was no yeah, his yeah. art. Yeah. Well, and, and he remembered your name. Mm-hmm. But like in some ways, I feel like. I think I think it's definitely not healthy that I've become so numb to death. You know what I mean? It's just like I've had so many people die that it doesn't affect me as much. But I don't think that that's like a good thing necessarily. No. And I'm even like I'm in like therapy right now, and I just finally got a therapist like two years ago for the first time in my life. And I'm combing back through my life, going like, oh, all this stuff that happened to me that at the time I brushed off, like not even just my friends dying, but for sure that's one of them. But like. Mm-hmm traumatic shit happened to me that I just brushed off because I was like, yeah, whatever, I'm tough and, I'm, you know, I just got to, whatever. Looking back on it, I'm like, no, that was fucking traumatic that and I need to, up, like, right? I need to give myself space to actually feel that. Like, I need to, like, actually let myself grieve and, like, actually let myself process it because otherwise you're just, like, burying it and it becomes deep-seated shit, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's normal to grieve. It's normal to be upset. Like, you should be. Like, you know, that's... So it's not yeah. like, it's not like I really... I, I've been around, I have friends that have died like there was a there was like a five-year run where like I would lose at least one or two friends from OD or suicide mm-hmm. you know suicide mm-hmm. while they were OD whatever the yeah. case is you know and it's like yes yeah, I had this real not sure which one it was, this yeah. real disc I don't know because this happened before and I think this might have been like some sort of awakening oddly enough a celebrity death was like maybe a changing moment of my life but like my grandma, when she passed away, she lived in BC. And I was here living a shitty life, doing drugs, had no money. When she died, I couldn't go and, you know, yeah. see her. And then I had lots of friends and people that I was close to die after that. And it was like, I couldn't bring myself, even if I was like on the closer side with them, I couldn't bring myself to go to like their funeral or their services. I usually don't go to funerals. Yeah, and I have like, a time with them. And like, few years ago maybe last year it might have been I think it was last January like one of my best friends died and I was like I'm sorry I was like I can't I can't not go like for sure I'm gonna go and I had never been to anything like that before and I had avoided it because I felt like it was disrespectful to my nana like how am I gonna go to just my friends thing and I didn't even even get to her it was like this weird fucking struggle inside my head you know and like it was really like man I don't know if I've cried like that much like ever in my Aww. life in like one moment and I like I saw him y'all it was my first time ever I had seen like uh, uh, like somebody I knew that was like homeless like I wasn't close with them but I knew who they were and I saw them and they had been dead outside they'd slept outside and they just you know came to whatever yeah and so like but it wasn't the same you know it's and now I just... And now you're making me feel like maybe that's part of my problem is I always avoided the funeral. I've been to a few, mm-hmm. but I've avoided a lot of them because I just felt like, I don't know. I just, I just, I don't know. I didn't, I just didn't want to go. I mean, and and I was, it's not and to say they're like, not worth it. And I know, but I always know? had this moment where I was like, my dead friend is dead. They don't need me to be at their funeral to know that I respected them and loved them. You know what I mean? I was always mm. just like, I can grieve in my own way. Like, I just mm. feel awkward about going to the funeral. Like, I just I feel get like, it, totally. Whatever. But now you're making me think, like, maybe I should have gone, because maybe I would have, you know, cried more and processed it better, and maybe that's the whole point of it, is that you all go and help each other to, like, actually work through the emotions, and I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, but I still, like, I still feel bad about not going to my nana's, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's okay, she knows you loved her. 
I just wish I'd, you know, God did something meaningful with my life or started and she could have seen that before fucking, you know? You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um. (laughs) I'm sure that, I'm sure she saw things in you that she saw as being meaningful. Like, I'm sure she wasn't just like, oh, he's a waste of life. I'm sure she loved you and I'm sure she knew you loved her. She was like my mother to me, my nana. You know, that's like, that's the thing. Yeah. Were you, how was, how was your... Your family thing. Do you have... Not great. <laughs> good, good relationship with any of them? No, I would say our relationship is strained at best. I get along really well with my brother. He's really okay. he's really fucking cool. My brother, almost exactly like me, except better at life. No, it's <laughs> so going to be like he's a like, cop. Oh but I'm not going to do imagine. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. If my brother became a cop, I would really struggle with that. I would, I would keep talking to him, but, um, no, he's like me, except, like, he's just, like, you know, he got a PhD, and then, and then he had a kid, and then he, like, really got his shit together, and he's just, you know, he's, like, a responsible adult. Even though he's younger than me, he's, like, I look at him as being, like, the adult, and, like, I've, I've never grown up, you know? Yeah, but you I, could, I mean, you could be looking at it that way. And he could be looking at it like obviously I'm not saying he hates his life, loves his yeah. you know family or whatever, but like he could also be looking at it like she's got the freedom, like you know. You oh always, yeah. You know so. And we we certainly have a ton of respect for each other, and we yeah. certainly like appreciate both. And you of got them. a lot of like I mean you're super talented, so I mean Thank I don't you. think there's anything that you should you know be like well, oh. I love my life. Okay. I do. All right, I, all right. I love myself and I love my life. I'm just not very good at like doing like things that you typically do as a grown-up, you know? I'm, I can't be on time for anything to save my life. I haven't done my taxes in 12 years. Like, you know, I just... Yo, dude, you need to do your taxes. <laughs> dude, I didn't do my taxes for, like, seven years. Yeah. And I did them? Yeah. Yo, I got so much money. Okay, that's what I was hoping for. And then someone just told me yesterday, literally yesterday, maybe it was two days ago, it was yesterday, I was a mic, and someone told me he was an accountant, and he said that because I haven't done them in so long, I'm going to get fines for not doing them. What? Because I was under the impression, because I was saying, I'm like, oh, I just moved to Toronto. Not really sure how I'm going to live in Toronto. I didn't really come here with a plan. Kind of thought I was going to make enough money doing stand-up. That's hilarious. So, um, and now I'm like, well, I haven't done my taxes in 12 years. If I do that, I'll get at least, you know, whatever. I was hoping like, if I get five, six grand, pay my rent for a few months, I'll be okay, you know. But then I was like, and then I was talking to this guy, and he's like, no, like, you're going to get fines for not doing your taxes, and then that's going to subtract from whatever money they would have given you, and you might even owe them. And I'm like, well, I guess what you're saying is I should just never do them then. But you didn't get fined. I feel like I I've talked to fined. other people who got money back. I I'm going to talk to I'm gonna talk to another account. Definitely seek it out. Yeah, don't, don't, like... You know, I should, I should just ask my I brother. The, like, hey, you're an adult. Can, what do I do about this? It's going to sound super adult, <laughs> but I can give you the name of my account. <laughs> That'd be great. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Um, all right, let's move on to movies. Oh, yeah, genres. yeah. We're doing top fives, right? <laughs> it's all right. Don't worry. Um, all right, movie genres. I'll go first. Do it. And I want to start off by saying, like, a couple of them. I don't know if they're legit movie genres, but okay. for me, they are. Okay. You know, I feel like on Netflix, they would I be. I was probably going to say the same thing. So. Okay, good. We're good. We're good then. All right. Superhero number one. That's my shit. Okay. But, I mean... Don't get me wrong. I know a lot of them are garbage, too. Right. But they're still my favorite kinds of movies. They're really, like, almost the only movies I actually go to see in theaters. Okay. And then, like, the odd horror, the odd comedy. Uh, But mostly superhero movies. 
See, I was like, as a kid, I was really into comics. Both my brother and I were. Yeah. Um, like we had like all the Marvel comics. Like we were mainly Marvel. We were mainly yeah. we were mainly like X Men, Spider Man, like Hulk. Like those were like our favorites. But we were yeah. like into it. And up until I was a teenager, I still had like a ton of my X Men comics, and I like had a lot of really cool ones that I had, you know, still in the fucking plastic with the, you know, and I was like... Ugh. Oh, yeah, I have I right? have so many. I have, yeah. And then I moved out of my parents' house when I was young, and I left a bunch of shit there, and my mom threw it all out, and, man, mm. some of those comics would have been worth a lot of money, too. But uh, after that, I just kind of fell off of, like, yeah. being into that, because then also I was just, like, homeless on and off over the years. You can't really have a comic book collection when you're homeless. It happened to um, me, too. Yeah, I, same I, thing. I picked up comics again. Like, I had a bunch. I still had a few from back in the day, mm-hmm. but, like... 95% of my collection was just gone because, you know, moving yeah. around and just yeah. living out of bags and, yeah. It's like, I wish I could have at least sold it off or given it to someone who would have appreciated it. I feel like she literally just threw them out and, like, yeah, oh, so that's sad. Yeah, that's brutal, eh? So sad. But, like, when the Marvel movie started coming out, I saw the first few, and then I was just kind of over it. I haven't kept up with any of them. I haven't seen any of them, and it's like, I, I get this how is, they're, this is I get many how they're good fun and exciting. There is bad ones. But that's it's like... Thing. The problem with, with that I have with it is that, like, most major Hollywood films, and again, not all of them, but it's, like, same problem I have with pop music, where it's just, like, it becomes very formulaic, mm-hmm. and then it's just, like, they're all the same movie, you and know? This, oh, excuse me, I burped there. This is why I prefer DC, folks. Okay. This is my, like, okay. don't get me wrong, I love all the shit, but, yeah. like, DC, I just feel like, regardless of whether you like it or not, like, they're generally doing something different I in their movies. Right. I think they you're right. They take more risks. Yeah. You know? And I like that. I like that they're doing... It's like, people all complain about the darkness of Batman, DC. What's DC like? We're gonna make this a horror thriller movie. Yeah. You know? Yeah. We're gonna make it almost three hours. Oh, you guys didn't like that that movie was two and a half hours? Yeah. Like, they and just... you know what? They're you're like, this right. is what we do, man. I've seen more of the Batman movies than I've seen Marvel movies. Even though I was a Marvel kid growing up with comics, but you're right, they're fucking better movies. I totally agree. For me, I just find I them totally agree. They're more a little more consistent, at least with like like the and Joker. There's more, and there's more depth. To you them. would never get like the Joker kind of movie in the Marvel. You like they yeah. just wouldn't. It wouldn't happen. You it's know. True. Yeah. And so now well, that especially now they're owned by yeah. That's so what, you're yeah, just gonna say owned gonna by say, Disney. Yeah. yeah. Um, fucking bullshit. So yeah, number one, superheroes. Number two, comedies. Yeah, okay. Like, I just, I just always love, and like, I mean, whatever, it could be dark, it could be Wayne's Brothers, it could be whatever, I'm all over the place, as long as it makes me laugh. Right. That's what I'm looking for. Yeah, I'm into that. And then my third is another one that's like, I don't know, but uh, it gets tossed around a lot, Feel Goods. Okay. You know, like, Cool Runnings, or like, you know, like, just those kind of Home Alone, like, I, I didn't know you liked Home Alone. Yeah, right. <laughs> I um, love that. I love that you have that tattoo. Just on your those kinds hands. of movies. That's hilarious. What do you have like tats? I only have one, and it's ridiculous. Is it like a homie tattoo? So yeah, so I got my. I let some drunk guy whose name I never learned. We just referred to him as Banjo at the time because he had a banjo. Um, he was in Salt. my. <laughs> this was in my buddy's kitchen. He was wasted. I was wasted, and I let him give me a lip tattoo. Oh shit! And, uh, it says it says cunt scum, which was the name of my band, band. At, the, at the time. I knew that. I yeah. Knew that. Look at that. It's uh, and cunt scum, and it, we spelled it with a silent b at the end, so that it looked kind of like numb or thumb. It was like rounded and soft, you know, to look at, like lowercase c and a b. It's just like cunt scum. It's like pretty, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. That's awesome. <laughs> but the the thing about this is, I don't have any other tattoos. I've never really wanted them. I I have a really problem problem with commitment in general. Okay. 
in general, in every aspect of my yeah, life, okay. I just fear commitment. So I love art. I mean, I used to be a visual artist, and I've 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 drawn up many tattoos that I thought about getting, and then I was always just like, no. And so with the lip, I'm like, at least it's hidden. Plus, a lot of lip tattoos ugh, often fade. So I'm like, if it fades, I don't care because I don't want tattoos anyway. Mm-hmm. And if it stays, I also don't care because it's hidden. Mm-hmm. But after I got it done, I found out why lip tattoos often fade. And so what it is, is that if you go, if you don't go deep enough in the skin, then it fades. Mm-hmm. But if you go too deep, it comes out the other side of your fucking face. And I let a drunk guy named Banjo do this and not named Banjo. I don't know. His name. Close. Close. I could have cunts come upside down and backwards. Like, I'm not even a dude. I couldn't grow a beard. It would just be, I'd have to get like the black blo- It would just be, oh God. Anyway. Some of those blacked out things look dope. They <laughs> do, especially on the arms. I used to. There used to be a skater in the '90s that rode for Black Label, and I I was talking about him the other day, and I said Christian Svitak, and I was wrong. It wasn't him, but one of the Black Label skaters. But he did that on purpose because a lot a lot of times it's like you're covering up your old shitty tattoos. But this guy just wanted it, so his arms were pretty much full black, but there was like patches. It was kind of like a neat sort of like splotchy sort of pattern yeah and he was like his full sleeves both arms like all the way down his hands just black with like these weird splotches and it looked so fucking sick it like it can look really cool. yeah like like i'm actually thinking like my thing is i really like the solid blacked out parts and then you treat that the same as a normal arm and you just do tattoos over it with white and that's really new that they're even able to do that but i've seen it done well you know blaine uh why can't i think of his last name right now metal comic smith yeah yeah he, he has a really sick does he yeah oh well, i haven't to see seen it, next it. Time. yeah it's, it's he's actually really doing my well show done. um or he just did my show because this is coming out in like a little bit yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> blaine i'll have seen it by then um yeah he's a good guy yeah totally love that um, guy. I, but yeah don't Dope. I might get something like that. I also want to get like, ah, man, I could talk about that. That's a three-hour episode for me. Tattoos. I do love the silly finger tats, and I love, I love these. Those yeah, are, that's thank a you, hilarious idea, and they're well done too. Um. All right. So where was I? Okay. Horror oh. is my number four. We kind of bonded when we first met. For with sure. Our love yeah. for Evil Dead. I think. Yeah. Yeah. And that's like more of the good comedy horror as well. Yeah. But uh, yeah, horror is definitely. And thriller, I don't know. It's very similar, but not exactly a horror. What do you think is, like, the major difference? Gore? Between horror and thriller? Um, thrillers, I think, really revolve around, like, suspense, right? Like, you're, like, it's, like, the anticipation, I think, in a thriller, maybe. Mm. Whereas horror is, it's not that they don't have suspense, but it's, they're not as hung on it, and it's more like in a horror, you'll build, like, small amounts of suspense, but then something happens, something happens, something happens. Whereas, to me, a thriller is more like there's, like, this drawn-out... Which which is why I don't like thrillers, because they fucking just drive my anxiety through the roof. I can't handle it. Depending. I mean, there's some that I can dig, but it's just like, oh, my God, it's so stressful. <laughs> I get it. What about you? Mm. So, yeah, I do love horror movies, but I'm, I am picky about them, but I think... Like, as a category of, like, one of my favorite genres, I would specifically say B-horror movies. Okay. Because, um, again, with, I mean, again, I just, I don't like Hollywood in general. There are some good Hollywood movies, and I'll get there, but (laughs) I think, like, with B-movies, I really, really appreciate just the effort that people put into it, you know? Because when you have no budget, it's that much harder to do anything, and then when you do it well, it's that much more impressive, 
when you have a huge budget, budget, it's not that impressive that you just got someone to CGI in whatever the thing was yeah. you wanted. I don't. I'm but not like, a fan of CGI. Me neither. As a as person who loves superheroes, yeah. I know it's hard to deal with. But like, yeah. yeah, like anytime. I don't think any of it's good. I know it's necessary sometimes, but like, I wouldn't even say necessary. But it's like I, if you have a big budget, there's times where you might as well use it. But I think Maybe it was easier, like I guess. we talked about like when we talked about Evil Dad, and I was saying how like the claymation mm. that they use when the demons are like decomposing—that's just like that's my fucking jam. Like that shit gets me so excited because I'm like, who would even think of that? Like who would even think of being like, I'm gonna make this a live action movie. I'm gonna have this person's innards be claymation and then have them slowly crawl apart into like it just it's it's just so ridiculous and it looks so cool. Yeah. I love that shit. And, like, all the trauma movies, you know, and just any movie that really goes, like, ham on the, the crazy practical effects. Um, Are you a Kevin Smith fan? I am. Did, well, how do you feel about his horror movies? I feel like, like, Tusk and Yoga Hosers, have you okay, seen them? I have not I seen feel... those, so I guess I'm not a Kevin Smith oh, fan. Oh, man. Dude. I feel like you'd love them. How do I they're not totally, even know about those? They and they're exactly, they, they're that genre. Like, Are they they're like not newer? comedies. Like, newer as in, like, within the last... 15, 20 years. 7, 8 years maybe? Okay, then that's why I don't know. I haven't paid attention to anything recent that's happened oh, at all. You in the, definitely, in the, definitely. Yeah. They seem like they'd be right up your alley. Yeah. So the second one is called Yoga Hosers, and it's basically about <clears throat> these like evil sausage Nazis called Bratsies. Okay. It's just the mo- it's just insanely ridiculous. And okay. they, they'll like jump in your asshole and shit to kill <laughs> oh my you. God. Like it's... Yeah, but it's fun. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's yeah. fun. No, yeah. and I love Kevin Smith. Like, I just recently sold my VHS collection, which still, I'm still a little bit, like, mm. having a hard time with. But I had all of his early stuff. Like, I had Mallrats, Clerks, yeah. Chasing Amy, Dogma. Um, his like, respected stuff, I feel Well, like. it's all of his early stuff. Yeah, but, I yeah. mean, I just haven't kept up with what anyone's doing lately, so I didn't even know he had that. But I, would, I love him, and I love Cheesy Horror, so if he's making Cheesy Horror, oh. I'd probably love it. Check. Tusk is actually, like, it is, it has its moments, but... Yoga Hosers is the more of the cheesy two, but they're both really okay. good. They're really good. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, I think, like, I think the other reason I like the practical effects, it's like, A, it's impressive that you did that. B, it doesn't look real enough that it's, like, actually upsetting. Like, I hate, I hate, like, torture movies, like, the fucking, like, Saw movies and mm-hmm. shit, and, like, Hostel and shit like that. Like, I mm-hmm. hate those kind of movies. Like, I don't enjoy watching a realistic depiction of people suffering. Like, I don't, I don't understand how it's enjoyable to anyone. Like, I think, like, slasher films are funny, gory films are funny, because it's, like, clearly just fake and overdone and ridiculous, right? Mm -hmm. But, like, as soon as it's, like, you're just watching an hour, two hours, three hours of someone just legitimately suffering, like, oh, thank you? That's, I, why? Um, yeah, so I, I, like... I prefer the older horror myself, too. I, I was a fan of maybe, like, two of the saws. But, again, there was things, like, I agree with you. I think a lot of the scenes are just, like... Like, why do we have to look at this happening for five minutes? Like, yeah. it's just, okay, give me, like, 10, 30 seconds of it. You yeah. Know? And then, like, let's and like, and, then, and, and give us 10, 30 seconds and overblow it's it not, so that it's it looks, like, silly. It's just shock and awe. That's yeah. all. There's no, like, it's like, they're, they tend to always be lacking just, like, meat and story. You know what I mean? Yeah, that, totally. Yeah, for me, the movie has to either be, like, <clears throat> over-the-top ridiculous, or if it's not, then it's got to have a good story, a good plot, and ideally, both. I mean, like, yeah, yeah. Night of the Living Dead, the first time a movie ever, like, like Amazing. The plot's incredible, the characters are incredible, the acting's incredible, and also he was the first person who, like, made zombies. And they did that with a budget of, what, like, $500 less, maybe, I think? Really? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, it was nothing. It's And it's one of the greatest movies ever. Um, so, yeah. Be horror, for sure. Okay, right. what else? <laughs> 
sci-fi. Love sci-fi is my favorite genre of books and of movies. I think probably my top favorite. I'm not. I'm not crazy into sci-fi, but I do like all like the realistic space sci-fi yeah. stuff. That's seen, what I like. Have you seen Gattaca? I don't think so. Oh, it's my favorite movie of so. all time. I think. Oh, there's a few, but Gattaca is so good. Um, and the last one I think I saw that was like decent was. Uh, and I, okay, life. And I guess, Gattaca life? isn't technically in space. I haven't seen Life, but it's about it's about humans on Earth going to space. Space is related anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's, it's, but it's a really fucking good movie. Yeah. Um, I've not seen Life. Is that a newer one? Yeah, it's, uh, it has a few people that you'd recognize, but I can only think of Ryan Reynolds right now. I he, feel like... He dies right early. Okay. I don't know. It's, it's, it's interesting. I, need I thought to, it was like, okay. I need to, like, make some time to just, like, catch up on... It's too much. That's the thing. Like, like you're like, oh, I, I just, need to see this, 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 I this, this, and it's like... so many things. Well, what do I pick? I'm just going to watch The Office I just literally whatever. haven't had spare time in, like, two years. So I haven't seen, like, anything new, because I'm just like, who has time for this? I, I don't even understand. It's nice to be busy, though, no? It is. It uh, is. Yeah, well, it is when you're busy with good things, whereas okay, now... Fair. Now that fair. I'm in Toronto, I'm busy with, like, trying to throw myself at comedy, and that is great, but it was, like, a lot of it was being busy with just, like moving and like fighting my landlord and being uh, sick and just like less fun things. I gotcha. Um, I gotcha. But yeah. But now I'm busy with fun things but now I'm still busy. But yeah. It is good. Uh, okay. Movie genres. Okay. What did I say? So I said B-horror and I said sci-fi. Yeah. Um, what else? Uh, oh and as far as sci-fi goes it's like I love the cheesy ones. Like I love like all the, all the Arnold Schwarzenegger movies but then I also love the really well done ones as well like Blade Runner. Like, okay. The yeah. old and new Blade Runners are like some of the best movies ever. Yeah, why not? And why like, can't you like and same with yeah. yeah, like I like all sci-fi. I think pretty much. Um, okay, and then and and comedy sci-fi too. Like fucking uh, what do you call it? The what was that? Space Troopers, Starship Troopers. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like all, yeah. all of it's good. Uh, okay, then it starts getting. Those are the only again, I guess, like clearly defined genres, and then that's where it starts getting muddy for me too, because I'm okay. like, well, um. I like films that are like artsy and weird, and that could be a lot of different types of things. But it's like, uh, you know, like I love the movie Waking Life, for example. Like anything that's like philosophical, um, or just like, yeah, just like super weird. Anything that's like really different. Like I just like people that make an effort to stand out. I think because again, I just feel that so much of Hollywood is so homogenized. And then when a big budget Hollywood movie stands out, it's even better. Like Cloud Atlas, I fucking loved that movie. So many people hated it because I think they just didn't understand it. But I, and it's one of those movies I feel you have to watch twice to actually understand, which I also love in a movie. I'm like, yeah, make me think. Yeah, like, yeah. Make me wonder what the fuck. Like, I don't want it to be easy to follow. I don't want to be able to guess everything that's going to happen. And then I could have just written it myself and, you know, I don't know. You know, it's just like, yeah, Cloud Atlas is amazing. Weird movies are amazing. And, like, you know what I mean? Just, but, that's, again, it's a broad category. Because, like, weird movies. Okay, so, like, Eraserhead also. You know, like, that kind of, yeah, like... Yeah, yeah, I like just everything weird. Um, then, what else? Oh, this was funny. I just, um, I think, like, something about, like, all the serious sci-fi movies is that I find they're generally always really sad. And I was kind of realizing one day that all of my favorite movies and all of my favorite books make me cry. Like, I can't watch Gattaca without crying, and I've seen it, like, 30 times, and I, every time I watch it, I fucking cry. And I, I said this to my friend Chuck one day, I said, why, why are all the best movies depressing? And he said, because all the best people are depressed. Oh. <laughs> Which is fucking true. <laughs> I was just like, damn it. Uh, 
So I don't know if that's a genre. Movies that make me cry. That's one of my favorite genres okay. of movies. Sad movies. So, and you listed feel-good movies, and I'm yes. like, I want the opposite. I want to be devastated. <laughs> Fair enough. I, and, and, and at times, I like those. I'm all over the place, you know? Sometimes I want to think. Sometimes I don't want to think. So, yeah. you know, that's... that's yeah. I do like Variety I do also enjoy I do also enjoy feeling good. So I'll put I'll put comedies in there. I, I think we're at number five. And I yeah. and I'll specifically say like cult comedies. Like like the Kevin Smith films and like um yeah, just all like the like the kind of quirky films that became like cult films, you know. Um I'm trying to think of like what else I had in my collection that would have had to fit fit into that category, but they don't even necessarily have to be underground films because there's even Hollywood movies that just kind of got that status of being like it's just like a specific group of weirdos who become obsessed with this movie because it's like got mm -hmm. this quirky thing that everyone attaches themselves to and those are the types of comedies that I tend to gravitate towards because again mainstream comedies I typically don't like because Cook, yeah. they're dumb yeah yeah <laughs> I hear you um alright let's go through plants okay. admittedly I'm not a plant person so I'm such a plant person. Um, I can go through mine quick. Okay. Is marijuana a plant or is it the hemp plant? <laughs> I would. I think. I think marijuana is a plant. For sure, my number one. <laughs> um, I think cannabis is the technical name. Cannabis. For the plant, okay. Right? We would just call it weed, bones. Yeah, we can just call it weed. Weed plant. I'm fine with that. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. So yeah, marijuana, and then. I legit Googled some shit because I like some things, but I was like, is it a plant? Are flowers plants? Like, obviously, you're into plants. You're like, of course, fucking flowers are plants, Paul. But for me, I was like, I don't know. <laughs> That's actually adorable. <laughs> so daisies. <laughs> daisies, number two. Okay. My favorite flower. Eucalyptus. Nice. For obvious, That's a good you know, one. reasons. Yeah. Um, sunflowers. Mm, That's another good one. The good to look at, the good to eat. Totally. Um, and then the cocoa tree. Trees are plants, right? Yeah. yeah. Shit. For sure. I learned that shit. Good job. I didn't know a tree was a plant. Yeah, you know, chocolate. You know what I mean? You don't do you don't do a lot of chocolate or do you you're more dark chocolate? So maybe? I do, but I only do dark chocolate and only fair trade and only from specific places because a lot of chocolate um anyway, blah blah blah. Whatever. I don't like Nestle. I do eat chocolate. I'll say that. I'm I don't eat Nestle. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. I've been like really like into like gardening for a really long time and that was another I think that's one of the things again that stopped me from moving to Toronto because for the last 15 years of my life I've always lived somewhere that had a yard and a garden and I always mm. grew my own food all summer or grew like medicinal yeah. herbs I grow medicinal herbs and I dry them and save them I'm gonna make things you out like of a them window maybe you can like we're, yeah we're planning on at least getting an herb garden at this place yeah, for yeah. sure for sure and like yeah and I've always had like a lot of house plans but like um Gardening I love and foraging I love, so I'm excited to start like learning what kind of plants I can find in the city, like what I can forage, because uh, there's a lot of plants that people don't realize are edible and medicinal and stuff that like a lot of like weeds are actually really like beneficial, mm -hmm. and so I'm hoping that Toronto will, will be good for that. I haven't really like, you know, I've just moved here, so it hasn't been... Well, it's getting it's, warmer, it's spring, so... It's starting to be spring, I'm getting excited to check it out. Yeah. But I think like, number one favorite plant, I'm going to say aloe vera. Uh -huh. because it's just got so so many uses like you can eat it um and it's just so rich in like a million vitamins minerals like antioxidants like it's anti-inflammatory it's uh an antihistamine it's antibacterial it's uh and like it heals burns and it, you can also just use it for like it moisturizes your skin and your hair you can use it for various skin conditions you can fucking 
You can like eat it, put it on your face, put it on your hair, put it on your burns. You, like you just like it's it's such an amazing plant. Yeah. And it's so easy to grow. And you have an aloe plant, and they it's the easiest plant to propagate because they just have babies. And then you just take that baby, put it in a new pot, and it grows, and then it has a baby, and then you just do that. So my last place, I at one point had like thirty aloe plants, and then when the pandemic first happened. And there was like a hand sanitizer shortage and mm. someone was posting that you can like make it out of your own like aloe. I was like, I got that. I was on it. <laughs> Ready. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I love aloe. And then uh, number two, I'll pick a native plant, a weed that I was talking about. So lamb's quarters is a weed that grows everywhere. And um, I don't know what that is. It's like, I don't know. I could try to describe it. It's got like leaves that are like kind of curly almost like they're almost like serrated but like not as sharp as some as other leaves that are I'll show uh, a they, photo. they've got like two th there we go there yeah. we go um but it grows everywhere most people just pull it out thinking it's a weed and it can be a weed if you don't if you don't thin it it will take over so if you just like leave lamb's quarters in a on a corner they're going to be the only plant on that corner but if you just you just pull them occasionally then they won't they're not as invasive as some other plants but they're they've got the same nutrient properties as spinach and uh, they're like super easy to grow, obviously, because they just grow on their own everywhere. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, if you're poor and you don't want to fucking buy food and you're trying to be healthy, man, like you just walk around your neighborhood and just pick lamb's quarters everywhere you go. And um, it's it's not at all toxic, but what it, if it's raw, it, some people find that it's hard to digest. So most people would cook it uh, and then it's not even remotely harmful. But even raw is not harmful. It's just like it might like you might have like a bit of a tummy ache, which I never mm -hmm. did. It just depends on how the person and how it affects you. But... It's super healthy, super nutrient rich, and it's everywhere. Slime's quarters, I love. I ate so, like last summer. I fucking ate that every single day. Um, and then another wild plant that is good, well, both good and not good for foraging is stinging nettle. So most people know it as like again a weed because it's everywhere, and also you touch it and it stings. So you do have to be careful about how you harvest it. But it is, it is edible, and it also has a similar nutrient uh, property to, like, spinach. Um, but it's also medicinal, and it, like, can heal, like, so many various ailments and illnesses, and it's anti-inflammatory, which is great for me these days. Mm -hmm. um, so you can make, like, teas out of it. You can make, like, you can make, like, tinctures and compresses and put it directly on, like, injuries, and it'll, like, help heal, and it helps with, like, joint pain, helps with, like, arthritis. It's so sick. And I just love that these plants are just like everywhere and they're just free and people just like don't even know about them. And I especially love singing that all because when I had that massive garden I was talking about, like the huge house, um, it was like a giant yard and we had these big parties and these big fires and I was always like, look, my yard is huge. You can piss literally anywhere in the yard except for in my, in, in my food, okay? Yeah, yeah. Like piss anywhere else, there's so much space. Piss over there, piss over there, I don't fucking care, just don't piss in my food. Sure enough, people get drunk, they piss on my fucking food. Mm. So I made a border around my garden of stinging nettle and if you're walking through that to rock a piss and you guys stung, buddy, I told you not to go over there. Mm. That was just like sweet justice for me. It made me so happy. <laughs> like, thank you, plant friends, for helping defend the other plant friends. Um, <laughs> okay, so what did I say? Is it three so far? Yeah, I think uh, so, yeah. What else? Other plant I love so many plants. Um, Moonflowers, I'm going to say. There's like... A bunch of different varieties of moonflowers, but they're typically always, typically white flowers, occasionally yellow, but they bloom at night. So most plants are closed at night and they open during the day for the sun. Moonflowers close 
during the sun hours, and they open for the moon. My kind of flowers. Yes. I am a full-blown vampire. <laughs> I am awake all night. I sleep all day. When I came here, I was just, I was eating breakfast on the way here. Like, I just fucking woke up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I, so I used to always garden at night, and I had these big floodlights and stuff that I would take outside with me and so that I could work on the garden at night. And then I would plant moonflowers all throughout the garden so that they'd be in bloom while I'm out there. And it was just, and they're so pretty. And there's a bunch of different varieties of moonflower, but one of them is actually tobacco. Tobacco blooms at night. Hmm. So I did plant a ton of tobacco at my second, third last garden. And I was going to, like, make my own cigarettes. I had this whole big plan. I have so many big plans that never happened because I'm always doing so many things. But by the time I researched how you would even go about doing that, like, I was growing it, and then I researched, like, how you even... And they were like, oh, you have to harvest it, like, early in the season. And I'm like, oh, too late. <laughs> it's already, like... Because most plants you harvest later. And anyway, I, I, if you want to smoke it, I guess it needs to be earlier. I forget why, but... So I never made my own cigarettes. But uh, the moonflowers are really pretty. Tobacco was gorgeous anyway, so it's still nice to have. Um, what else? Oh my god, there's so many. There's so many. Okay, I gotta, I gotta narrow it down for number five. Uh, hmm, I'll just go with heirloom tomatoes, even though I can't eat them anymore. Uh, see, I was avoiding vegetables, but I do love a lot of vegetables. We definitely vegetables came at this. Plants. Just yeah, so you know, yeah. they are totally plants. Yeah. Um, no. And that's my favorite kind of. I was just coming at it from a different angle. Of like, what do you think is pretty? Well, I like yeah, that's why I like moonflowers. Moonflowers okay. are pretty and vampiric, like myself. So they're not. I don't eat them. But I, well, I was gonna smoke them. But uh, <laughs> I like. I do like plants that are pretty. But I also more more. I'm more like into plants what that else I can. Thinking? The multi-purpose like things eat, that can or help use, like, you medicinally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. totally. um, again, I'm just really into this idea of like. Learning how to be sustainable, learning how yeah. to live off the land. If the system were to crumble, people like me are going to be in a lot better shape than people who are like, what are plants? I'm sorry. I have to. <laughs> sorry. That's okay. I'm a chef. I'm going to cook your plants. All right. You all know? right. That's a good deal. <laughs> um, is that, did you do five? Yeah. yeah I think so. At, right. at least. I could keep going. All so right. Plants. Um, we'll stop there. Superheroes. Mm. I'll go through mine quick because mm -hmm. I do them literally every episode. It's like oh, my do? way of bringing my guests into my world. Okay, okay. Um, so Batman, mm -hmm. Ninja Turtles. Yes, I consider them one. Damn uh, right. Uh, okay, oh, you're all one, yeah. <laughs> Red Hood. I was like, damn right, they're superheroes, but yeah, they're also one. Arsenal, and then What was your, what was your third one? Red Hood. Red Hood. Who's Red Hood? Yeah, Red Hood is like an ex-Robin who like... Uh, uh, like he supposedly got killed by Joker, and then he comes back, and he's, like, angry at Batman at first, but then, yeah. And he just develops. He's not Robin. He's his own character, you know? Okay. okay. Arsenal's the same, but he was, like, the ex-sidekick of Green Arrow. And then when he left, he just became his own. Yeah. Those are some deep dives. Yeah, yeah. All right. And so, like, and Spider-Man is my number five. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, Spider-Man's on my list, too, for sure. Um, yeah, again, it's like, I haven't really... Superheroes are like something I think about a lot these days, but I was really into them when I was younger, but it was like... I've had people um, say like, I mean, you know, family members or oh, friend cute. or, you know, Aww. wrestler. Like, it's I not, it's not it traditional, way. you know? Yeah, Well, it's I mean, right. I do like some traditional ones. I do like Spider-Man for sure. And I, um, <clears throat> at one point, I randomly made this Spider-Man costume and it's like super, super ghetto. I it took like blue I took long johns and dyed them blue mm. and then I have like a pair of like red like granny panties that I wear over that 
and like a red like long sleeve shirt and I made like those like dollar store gloves and you know I always make them into hobo gloves anyway but I yeah. bought red ones and made those into it and what else and then I had like a little ball of club thing with the webbing on it I know and then I had like big tall red um like NPS boots so it was just like the most ghetto but it looked like the one he made himself yeah that's when awesome. he was did the wrestling yeah. thing but I just made that out of the blue one day. It wasn't even for Halloween. I was just like, I just want to do this, and this I just looks like sweet. I just yeah, I just wore it to like a bar, yeah. and everyone else was dressed normal, and I was like, how cool am I though? <laughs> and then I kept doing it. I rocked it for like a year. I was like super into that. I was like, get a Spider Man, and I started I started wearing it everywhere. And I was playing in a band at the time called Some Kind of Wonderful, and I'd wear that on stage playing theremin, and I would just wear it like, yeah, all the time. And then um, one day my friends and I were sitting around bored looking for something to do, and I was like you guys should make ghetto superhero outfits also and villains and then we should go have epic battles on the rooftops and they were like yeah okay so, so we did we just went through my friends closets pulled out all the pantyhose and whatever and underwear and just like put together ghetto outfits for each of them we made venom and carnage uh who else and then um holly was like green lantern weirdly for some reason so it was a crossover and then there was like uh I don't know, but anyway, and then and we literally went out and did that. We literally went out and like had like epic battles on like the rooftops of St. Catharines, um, just at random. And this was like, I miss doing shit like that, you know, because it wasn't for this was before Instagram and TikTok, and I think Facebook had just started to become a thing, but no one really cared. It, so it wasn't like we were, we were like making content. We didn't like give a fuck. Mm-hmm. We were just like we were just like doing it. Yeah. We were just like this is just a silly fucking yeah. thing to do, you know. Nowadays everything's like, ooh, look at me get a TikTok. Yeah, um, I know. But uh, anyway, I yeah, I still have the Spider-Man outfit, so we all pull, pull it out one <laughs> Yo, day. Yeah, definitely, definitely, <laughs> definitely gotta see that. So we'll put number one, and then like I said, when I was a kid, like we were mainly just like really into Marvel. So I was like, I was super into like the X-Men. I was obsessed. Uh, I had, I still have Sega Genesis, and my favorite video game still to this day is X-Men for Sega Genesis. Mm-hmm. It's so good. Mm-hmm. And Wolverine mm-hmm. is the funnest character to play in that game because he just fucks shit up and he has the coolest moves. And you can just fucking race through that level and just slash the shit out of everything and it's so easy and it's so fun. Um, and then he dies. And then you have to use one of the other characters. You're like, oh, this is hard now. I should have saved Wolverine See, for the yeah, end. You always want to like, yeah, use totally. him up first. And you're like, <laughs> but yeah, I, I don't know. So I, I don't know. I'll put Wolverine in there, but then I also have to put Storm because okay. Storm is so fucking badass. She's so punk. And she's like, obviously, like, yay, yay for like strong women representation and like strong black women. And she's also um, like an ancient like priestess, like she comes from a line of like witch priestesses. And she was also the queen of the Morlocks at one point, which is punk as fuck. Like, I love Storm. <laughs> so we'll put her at number three. And All then, right. uh, I love the X Men too. <laughs> nice. Um, and then I'm gonna go with Spawn. Because yeah. he's so badass. Yeah. Um, he's a creature of the night, much like myself. And he's got that fucking cape and those chains. Those They just look so cool. Um, Spawn and... Uh, Captain Planet. Fucking Captain Because he has a mullet and he cares about the environment and me oh. too. <laughs> that's awesome. And that's a great segue into our childhood shows. Oh, yeah, yeah. And although Captain Planet's not on mine, I did really love that show. It was so, so good. Um, do you want to start with childhood shows? Okay. Um, I'm gonna, I was going to say Ninja Turtles. 
All right. That was one of your favorite superheroes. Yeah. That's such a good That's show. That's on my list, too. It was so good. <laughs> Ninja Turtles, um, the animated X-Men series, which I, I had several copies of that on VHS, which I just sold as part of my whole collection. And I had one yeah. that was even narrated by Stan Lee himself, and it was so cool. That show was so good. It was a great And show. that fucking song. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So good. Um, There's some good metal versions of it, too. Oh, I bet. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've often thought it'd be fun to cover, and then I figured someone's probably done it, but I haven't looked that up to see who has. I should. Um, so that, uh, yeah, what did I, okay. Tur- Turtles, X-Men. Uh, oh, Gargoyles. Yeah. Gargoyles was yeah. so cool. It was goth as fuck. Um, oh, uh... You can't do that on television. That's what it was called? Yeah. You don't remember that show? No. So it was a children's sketch comedy show. Hmm. And it was before I even understood what sketch comedy was. Like, when I first saw that show, I'd never even seen, like, Saturday Night Live or anything. And now that I'm older, I appreciate it even more. Because I'm like, oh my god. It was so weird. It was so fucking weird. And it was Canadian. And it was filmed in Ottawa. But it got picked up by Nickelodeon. And it was their biggest, most popular show to the point that, like, their Nickelodeon logo, that slime logo, that slime comes from that show. Mm. Comes from you can't do that on television. Uh, yeah, it yeah, it's worth I, it's worth revisiting. I feel I, I mean I have. I'm interested. I have to see it now. I feel like I, I've. Well, I was thinking about it, and I'm like, I need to go. I need to go find it and rewatch it because I haven't I, since I was a kid, and I hope it's as good as I'm remembering it. But I, it was, it was so weird, um, and it's just like. Yeah, quality, quality, like, kids show. You know, it's different. Um, okay, I need a fifth. Uh, what else? Um, oh, this isn't, like, necessarily a kids show, but it was one of my favorite shows as a kid, Beavis and Butthead. Oh, yeah. I yeah. I found that show at probably far too young of an age. I love it. And I still, to this day, it's, like, one of the great... Yeah, I love it so fucking much. Yeah. Everything. Even when they... Even when they brought it back and were making fun of fucking Jersey Shore and that shit. That was so funny. I still liked it, It was yeah. so good. They're bringing it back again. Oh, no way. Yeah, but I heard that they're going to be like... Do you remember in the movie how you saw like a glimpse? I think it was the movie, but a glimpse of them as adults. You've probably seen it in a few yeah, episodes, yeah, but yeah, they're going to yeah. be... I think they're going to be adults. Oh, weird. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. So, I don't know, but Judge is involved, I was just gonna say, so it's going to be good. If it's still my Judge, it'll be good. Yeah. I was just going to say the same thing. Yeah, no, that's exciting. I'm just sad that a lot of the old episodes, that was another thing that I did have a few episodes on VHS that I've just parted with, but like, you can find them online now, but not with the music videos in them. Mm-hmm. Because it was like, at that point in time, MTV owned the rights to every single music video that they, every music video that they played on their station, they were allowed to use it in any show they wanted. Mm-hmm. So that's why there's a bunch of shows that like incorporated like music videos because they just randomly had the rights to all this music whereas nowadays if you're making a show like you wouldn't be able to get away with making something like Beavis and Butthead because you'd have to pay for the individual rights to each well, they have, each video right they have it on um like DVD like I have it on DVD the whole series did it come with the music videos or no there's um like special features where you can watch like the music videos oh okay you know I was gonna and, say, like they're I've little seen... cause they're like completely different separate parts so they would just like cut and yeah, you know, yeah, paste yeah. into the show. I'm just glad they're still available because yeah. I saw that MTV put all the old episodes it's up. It's definitely not all of them, but... They, they put all the old episodes up, but they put them up without the videos, and I was assuming that that was to do with the rights thing where they'd have to pay more now. It to, definitely has to, to be some something. rights thing because the newest yeah. season, they still show on the DVDs, they still show all the clips of, like, real life and Teen Mom Because that's what's like currently that. on MTV, so that's yeah. what they currently have the rights to. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that makes sense, yeah. 
But the videos were honestly probably the funniest part. Like, the whole show was hilarious. But, like, the videos, man, yeah. I need to find, like... Yeah, I guess I need to get the DVDs. It's good. It's it's honestly, it holds up pretty fucking well, man. Even though, like, the really older episodes, like, yeah, okay, yeah. it's not the best animation, but it's oh, still going to make that you laugh. Oh, that makes it even better. Yeah. The fact that it's not good animation, it's like, that's inspiring and motivational to someone like us who's, like, just starting so, out as yeah. comedians and, and artists and entertainers. It's like, you don't have to have a fucking ton of funding or a bunch of people behind you mm -hmm. to do something. You want to do it, just learn how to do shitty animation or just learn how to do shitty whatever and just do it. Just get it out there. And, yeah. like, that's just proof that, like, you can make something amazing with nothing, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, I'm still listening, right. Uh, how many did I say? I, yeah, oh, I that was I five. Know. I think that was five. I was just that? said okay. TNT, X-Men, uh, you can't do the television, Gargoyles, and, yeah, Beavis and Butthead. Yeah. All right. Um... I'm going to go with, I think I'm at, now that I'm uh, thinking about it again, I'm going to, I'm going to change one, but I'll tell you one when I get to it. Uh, Batman, the animated series, my number one. I still, I mean, I watched it like last year from the it beginning to the end. I dug that show too. The Ninja Turtles. Yeah. Same one that you're talking about. Yeah. I'm going to go Inspector Gadget. Oh man, I forgot about Inspector Gadget. Um, that show was fun. It always it frustrated me though, because, because... Payne does all the work and Gadget gets the credit. So Payne and the and ass, every episode, right? I'm just like, just why? Like, acknowledge them, you, yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, totally. Um, and then number four, I'm going to go Monday Night Raw, which is a wrestling thing. Okay. I'm a huge fucking wrestling guy. Okay. I'm like training, I'm referee training right now. No way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I did, did not like, see that coming. I did like my very first, uh, like, 15-minute match, uh, was it yesterday even? What day is today? Thursday. We have the same brain. I was doing the same thing. I'm like, was that yesterday? I don't know. Yeah, no, I'm pretty sure it was Wednesday. Past. Yeah. <laughs> so I do things on Tuesday and Wednesdays with cool. MMA training. So cool. Yeah, I'm hoping to actually like this was like a, a mock match, but I'm I'm probably gonna be doing my first event in May. Okay. Fingers crossed. Hopefully it actually happens, but it seems like it's going in the right direction. It's been a lot of fun. I'm just not I love wrestling and I'm Definitely not the kind of guy. I broke my back when I was a teenager. Shit. So, like, I just, I can't be a wrestler. Yeah. But I just want to be in the world. And I have friends that are wrestlers, so it's okay. like I already had, like, a shoe in a little bit. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. That'll be fun. Sure, why not? So, Monday Night Raw is number four. Okay. And then my last one, I'm changing from Batman Beyond. So, honorable mention to Batman Beyond. But when you were talking about... um what was the the Canadian show that you said? Oh, you can't do that on television? Yes. When you were talking about that, I was like, oh, like, it just, it made me think of something like YTV and like, are you afraid of the dark? Oh, I want to give that was a five good one. To are you afraid of the dark? How did I forget about that show? That was a, yeah. yeah. So, okay. So do you know the show? You're going to know who Dr. Vink is and that old creepy guy. So yeah. his name is Aaron Tagger and he was like this amazing artist. Like, I mean, not just like an actor but like he the was name a painter is, the name like rings a bell he was I feel a like sculptor I've seen some of his art he passed yeah. away a few years ago Shit. before like COVID and stuff happened but like he had I mean I've been to his place a couple times oh cool I actually bought like uh, like I have one piece that he did over my bed like it's nice. fucking amazing and like uh, just like he like the kind of passion that would come from like I mean you see people on TV and they like talk about their art and there's just like it's just they're just going through the motions. This guy's literally like telling me a story about how the the thing that inspired him and he's like tearing up and like there's just 
There's mm. nothing but passion. And he was yeah, this kind of guy that. where, like, all the youngins would just kind of go to. He was really into theater. So he had a lot of young, like, theater kids that were always hanging around him, trying to soak up the wisdom. Nice. And he was just, like, the friendliest guy. Like, he had an art uh, exhibit, exhibition, or whatever, you know, he had an art show at his house. Cool. And, like, that was the first time I met him. I got him to sign my Are You Afraid of the Dark? It was, like, a nerd moment. But then after that, he was just, like... He just treated me like I like I didn't know him that well, and he was just such a, a humble and talented That's person. That's the best. Aww. And like I mean, t- really like one of Toronto's truly, like truly one of Toronto's greats, and like most people, I just under they would recognize it. his face. I was gonna say but the they don't name know rings his a name. bell. Like when you say that name, I'm like, yeah, I've heard it. So I feel like I've you know probably seen some of his art, but now I want to look look him up more because yeah. yeah, that's that sounds really awesome. Um, Fuck yeah! I can't believe I forgot about that show. And then there was that whole vein of shows. There was like Goosebumps, like Goosebumps Tales from the Crypt. Yeah, Tales, from the, Tales from the Crypt was that good. was a good one. Tales from the Crypt was actually like a little more scary. I yeah, think. yeah, it was, was more adult kind of like. Yeah, Are you maybe you right. That was like the kid version, but yeah. yeah, yeah, but they were both great. Totally. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Goosebumps wasn't as good, but that whole vein of shows was just was good. I as did a, watch as a, Goosebumps as a genre. Though. Yeah, I'm me not too. gonna lie. Yeah, yeah. of course. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but I guess we'll get out of here, man. We've been this is gonna be for sure the longest episode. And I'm super happy. I enjoyed the conversation. You know, we got a little. I did too. I was there, a little but, worried. Uh, I was a little worried. It's like, but no, it was, is uh... she gonna? Yeah. All right. I'm glad. I'm glad okay. you claim. You claim. I'm, I'm glad I came. Glad too. you came. Give me another hug. Yeah. I really appreciate that. Thank you for having me. Right. I had fun. Let these people know where to get at you if you want. Um. Oh yeah. So bonespoly.com. B-O-N-E-Z. P-O-L-E-Y. And that's also, I have that name on every single social media platform because I'm the only one. Also, I'm still trying to figure out how I'm going to make a living in Toronto, and I've decided to pick up one of my old side hustles, which is cutting people's hair. Oh. Um, I've cut my own hair for like 15 years, but I won't make you look like a calico cat who just got drunkenly attacked by a weed whacker. I want to look like this. <laughs> I can do real normal people hair. I have done it. I've cut many people's hair. I just cut Kyle, Kyle Bergstrasser's hair the other day, if you know him. So that's going to be my new hustle. Comics, if you want cheap haircuts or anybody, cheap haircuts in Toronto, <laughs> hit me up. <laughs> or, or, or also give me gigs. Or both. Okay, thank you. Definitely both. <laughs> Funny ass. Definitely check her out if you're thank unfamiliar. You. Thank you guys for tuning in. Like always, this podcast is brought to you by Neon Light District. Hit them up. Use code Pillow Talk to save 10%. And by The Great North Apparel. Hit them up. Use code Pillow Talk to save 30%. Get your tickets to the monthly show. Get your tickets to Lafeteria. Both are coming up. And we'll see you in two weeks, guys. Peace the fuck out. Peace.